podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Bosco's Boys Podcast. I'm sitting here with Mr. Scott Wildcat. We made a trip to Manhattan today. And who's sitting right next to you? This is this is amazing. Um, hello, sir. Do you want to be on the pond today, or uh, if we could wait and do another time, maybe you know you, <laughs> got, back you, you got a Flando though. <laughs> we do have Flando. I don't think they want me, Matt. You, you're, uh, you're the star. <laughs> Man. I think you made it into the theme song, so you gotta so I, say something. So I want to talk about that first. Like I'm excited that we have a unique theme song for this this show, but I I really like listening to the original one. It will get in my head for for probably days on end, and I realize I'm singing it and that kind of stuff. So I really appreciate it, and I like this one too. But man, you guys' original theme song is legit. I gotta give a shout out to the guy that wrote that, Austin Shower, my buddy. Uh, follow him on Twitter, Golden Shower. <laughs> it's Golden S C H A U E R. Oh, that's funny. clever. That's clever. He's a clever guy. He's yeah. a clever guy. Uh, so, you know, we this is something that we've wanted to do for the longest time. We're so happy to have Matt Hall from the premier only subscription <laughs> site in my mind. If you're going to spend money on a K-State subscription site, it should be this guy. It's K-State Online. This is something we've wanted to do. Uh, we'll, we'll get a little bit more into that. But before we do, we have a tradition here on Bosco's Boys. It is the beer of the pod. So let's go around and uh, why don't you tell us what you're drinking? Tell us about it. We're yeah. at the Tallgrass Tap House and we'll go around the horn. I always listen to the beer of the pod the first time. So excited to participate in it. Um, mine is the Blueberry Lemonade. Uh, I'm not sure who makes it, so that's great advertising. It's, it's, it is Tallgrass. It, oh, it is yeah. a Tallgrass product. It's something that I had not had before. We did a um, you know, grad school with uh, DJ Johnson here two weeks ago or something, and he had them. And I thought, I don't know if I can do that. But I did, and it was really, really good. And so that's what I'm going with today. I've got the uh, Tallgrass Classic. It's Buffalo Sweat. It's probably my favorite beer of all time. Whoa. Super, super uh, smooth. Great to drink. It's got... Got me uh, over my hangover this morning, so I'm <laughs> a little hair of the dog. And I'm I'm rolling with I think they're calling it bananas and cream or peaches. And, I'm not really sure, but it's a creamy Hefeweizen. It's only available here at Tallgrass Tap House. So if you are in Manhattan, come down, give it a try. It's the preferred recording place of our friends, the KSO Show. It's true. And uh, you know what? If we're in town, I think this might be the spot that we we uh, saddle up at. So let's get into the meat of it. Um, you know, both of our shows have had some really nostalgic, some good historic vibes to it this summer. You guys have been doing your KSO Retro. Right. We've been doing the Dad Pod and Draft Pod. What's been the most fun part of the process that you guys have been going through this offseason doing those pods? Um, 
you know, you know, for me, back in these 93, 94, 95, that season, I was just a kid and just a fan. So, of course, I never got the chance to report on it in any way. And even though what we're doing is not reporting or not you know, necessarily journalism, it does feel like I now get to go back and report on these events a little bit like, like they're happening. Um, which, from a, a kid who was, you know, just lived that stuff and loved anybody who talked about it or wrote about it in the paper, that kind of stuff, to get to talk about it in that manner has been has been great for me. And before, I, you know, we go back to you guys, just the dad pod thing was such a great idea. You guys have had so many ideas that you do. I think, well, one, shoot, we can't do that now because they did. But it is an interesting time, you know. You can this, do it. We still yeah, could. Bring, 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 I would bring totally listen. I would listen to it. We'll That'd totally pretend it's our own thing. You know, that, <laughs> no, you know. Give us credit. Uh, we don't subtweet us. Correct. Um, we will absolutely <laughs> give you credit. But, um, um, but, no, I mean, I think I think you guys have shown with that kind of stuff that, that there's a lot to talk about, you know, this time of year, even with that kind of deal. And, and you know, the nostalgia of that kind of stuff um, – people people love and it's just neat to go back and relive it grant you know we we've again we did the dad pod we did the draft pod i don't know about you but i loved bringing our dads into it and talking about these all being a k-state fan of yesteryear you know they are you know a handful of years quite a few decades older than that so even more than just the old football seasons we got to hear about basketball and ahern some of these heartbreaking games from the end talking about you know sitting in front of a radio just to listen to games when oh, none yeah. of them are on tv uh, what's been the most fun thing for you about some of these podcasts that we've been doing this offseason? Well, there's never, like, a time in my life when I don't want to sit down and reminisce about sports or K-State sports. So anytime I sit down with my dad and we start talking about football, we get going on rants for – we could probably sit there for hours and go on. But it's always interesting when I'm talking to my dad, like, when we had those questions for him, and it's like he really – his wealth of knowledge in basketball is insane because it's like – when he grew up, I mean, he was a yell leader at K-State during, like, the heydays of K-State basketball. So it's, like, it's funny because the, the first thing I think of when I'm reminiscing about K-State sports is, like, oh, 90s football. That's so ingrained in me. But even more than that, and even, like, more than that, because we, we went to those 90s games together. He's the one that brought me into those games. But it's, it's weird to me to think that, like, he probably thinks about basketball yeah. first. 70s basketball. And, and I grew up with football. nothing, like no basketball oh. whatsoever. I mean, I went to like my first basketball game when I was like a teenager, which is crazy. Yeah, it, it is crazy. And then the other one we did, Draft Pod. I know, Matt, you went on Twitter. Just say right. for all the listeners, who won that podcast? <laughs> to make it totally clear, no, I did, pick, I did pick Team Scott. And I'm not saying this just to be polite. I do think you can make an intelligent argument for either team. But, but he took a strategy I think I would have taken. I think you look... I think when you're doing a draft, sorry, is, is uh, you got to find what position maybe is, is less deep. And I think at K-State, historically, there's a lot of good corners, but I think there are two you know, that stand out. I think if you get those two guys and then the rest positions are relatively even, that's what I do. But I loved the idea and I listened to it. The thing that's fascinating, too, is if you guys listen to that show and think, oh, this is easy, get with your friend and do one. Because like, it, it all of a sudden does become a challenge because you don't know, like we were joking before we started, do you, do you kind of follow your friend, you know? And, and, try, and it's, it's a tough to know the That's the hard part about it because I didn't want you to monopolize. I didn't want to feel like I was being bullied into picking, like, Chris Canty. And I was like, maybe I can get a jump on the linebackers. I wanted to get my other big names. In hindsight, I probably should have picked Canty to kind of at least, like, cancel out Newman at least. But 
I'll ride with my boys into, into yeah. battle. And, and honestly, if anyone out there decides to do that with a couple of your buddies, send us a link to it. Show right. us. I would totally listen. I, yeah, if anyone wants to do their own podcast, Matt, you joke about it. But if you guys, yeah. and here's the thing, you have a deeper roster of guys under your umbrella. Sure. You guys could go four or five people drafting deep. That creates a whole new dynamic about it. You can get Flanned on the mic. He wouldn't know anything <laughs> about the 90s. But uh, that would be even more because we just went back and forth. The whole strategy changes when you add a third, Absolutely fourth, it does. fifth person. And that was a lot of fun. And yeah, Scott and I were talking. We could literally have picked each at least one more team. Yeah, we can start a whole another team. And that's why, you know, if, if anyone out there decides to try to do that, go, you know, just add another person. Because all of a sudden, especially when you start thinking about some of those offensive line names, right. some of those linebacker names, you need to, once there's a run-on position, you better get in on that. Otherwise, you're stuck with, you know, Hulik or some random white linebacker. <laughs> I forgot about him, man. <laughs> another, another fun thing, me and, you know, like me and Nelson will talk about it just off the air is, you also can football's changed so much you know oh, yeah. so so some of the and, and again you want to take the best players and that kind of stuff but you are like I love Mark Simino I know you got Mark Simino he's my one of my favorite players I think he's the best linebacker ever at K-State but maybe for today's football maybe Arthur Brown's better you know nope. I, mean, I mean like well, it's Mark Simino Mark well, Simino you, you got them both statistically so looking at it Mark Simino is literally uh, oh, I love you. Don't have to. Convince, I love. He's bigger. Yeah. He's faster. He's stronger than Arthur Brown. He would. He would slide right into today's football. I think he would too. I mean, it's, it's a bad example, but you look at guys like and again, Michael Bishop is the greatest of all time. The guy completed forty three percent of his balls as a junior and, and fifty eight as, as a as a senior. You know, so I just think there is some interesting arguments you could make where in today's game, there's a player that we don't think about as much become more valuable, even though a guy may have had a better career at K State. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, that's that's the fun part of going through the nostalgia of it. And speaking of that, what is the biggest opinion, or in your opinion, what's the biggest difference between, you know, it's, we, we've talked mainly K-State football, but what's the biggest difference from K-State football back in those days to now, and why do you think that is? You, you, you guys have said it and covered it too, but it really is just the level the level of athlete. Um, and I think it's a couple of things. I think that the critical easy thing for me to say is that K-State doesn't put as much effort into recruiting as they did back in the first the first go round, and and that's true, that's accurate, you know. But I, but I don't think it's just a simple. I think K State works just as hard as a staff. I think I don't think they've given up effort. I think they put it in different places. But I think that's a big difference. And I think too, it's so hard now to have hidden gems, you know, in recruiting and that kind of stuff. Back in ninety three, ninety four, ninety five, there was hundreds of kids who there wasn't twenty four seven and rivals and and ESPN and eight hundred recruiting services covering the heck out of these kids where you can find, you know, hidden gems. And now I don't think you I don't think you can there are sure you can, but they're so much more rare that um, there's there's nobody you can sneak up on and just get. And I think K State has chosen to put their emphasis on you know player uh, development more than they have recruiting, which they they're still winning games. I'm not being all the way critical of it, but that's the biggest difference. You back and watch those games, man. I mean K State more often than not was more physically gifted. And now that's usually not the case on a week-to-week basis. I also kind of feel like there's two things. One, we don't have a jump on, like, Juco anymore. No, correct. Everyone's yeah. getting into the Juco game, and they have been for a while. And two, it seems like back in the day, Bill was way more comfortable playing 
an athlete over a guy that knew That's the system true. better. Yeah. And now he's he if he will. 10 out of 10 times, he's going to take the guy that knows the system over a guy that's more athletic, and he's not going to give him like that adjustment period. He's not going to just throw him into the game, which I would much rather he do. Michael Bishop's the greatest example of that. Michael Bishop, you know, had no idea what he was doing when he started quarterbacking against Northern Illinois. I mean, and he was an amazing talent. Maybe he'd have been the exception even in this go-around. But, you know, we, we laugh and say, there's no way that Michael Bishop starts, you know, the season opener with what he knows now. But back then, they just trusted the ability. You're totally right. And another big thing, and I, I didn't really, this didn't click for me until I started doing a little bit more research. I'd love to hear your guys' take on this. We, Grant and I have talked about the lack of elite atmospheres in Bill Snyder family oh, yeah. for a long time. We keep pointing back to the Auburn game. Something that I saw when I started looking at this, and I, it came to me when I was listening to your guys' retropods, the Big 12 it does not have a perennial top five, top ten, and multiple top 20 teams. You're getting maybe one or two home games a year where it's a borderline top 25 team, and the atmosphere just isn't there. You know, what What happened to the Big 12? I mean, even yeah. the Big 8, you had years where there was a game where KUK State was a top 10 matchup. The atmosphere thing is fascinating because I had with the, the Auburn one, would you guys agree, was the last really, really good one? I mean, there's been good atmospheres, of course, since, but not like, you know. Elite love. Right. There was games that I remember either listening on the radio or watching on TV or being at when you thought, there's no way. Sorry that <laughs> I keep bumping him in the elbow. It's, it's because yeah. you're. Right. Yeah, I got to scoot I'm, over. The people who aren't here and who <laughs> haven't big, seen man. the shots of Matt Hall, he <laughs> looks like he could be lining up you're a, a defensive end. He, he, oh man, do not cross this man. We can keep going, you know? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep finding you all day. I have the, you know, watch out, Nats, because I have the biggest man crush on you in the world. So, yeah. Oh, this is I, so I'll, fun. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll get, I'll, we'll get back to the K State conference. I think, but go ahead. But I think you know, there was games back then where you know as a fan you thought there's no way so-and-so comes in here and wins because of the atmosphere and that kind of stuff and now yeah you don't feel that way you don't look at the home and away thing for k-state as being the difference maker and as to why heck that's a great question you mentioned the conference changing it used to be you know well yeah part of it has to do with the fact that we're not as good as That's we true. used to be. Yeah, yeah but, but even then, you you look at the schedule and look, look, look at it this year. Yes, you have Mississippi State coming in. But then after that, you look at it and it's just like, well, is Oklahoma State going to be worthy of this big atmosphere? The KU game's at home, but it's like, ah. Uh, you know, how, you know, you don't really care about that. You're going to have fun with your KU friends in the parking lot. They're not going to come inside, but you're going to come in and you're going to win by, you know, hopefully 20, 30 points. So that's you, not going to be. I just nailed something, too. You mentioned that they're going to come back inside. That's a big change. I mean, when I was in college, you know, I'm an old guy. We'll tell these stories all the time. We, you know, we got there really, really early to go to the game as a student. The student section was full. We maybe went out at halftime, but didn't necessarily go out at halftime, and we were coming back in. Now, you, you watch it on TV or in the stadium, you expect those students are not coming back after halftime. And they don't. I mean, even for huge games, they, some of them will come back, but it's never as full after halftime, and it's become more of a social thing than, you know, let's go help this team win a football game. Yeah, and I, and I think that, you know, there, there's some just cultural shift of being football fans. And then, I, you know, I think it also goes back to that's a policy that has lent, lent itself. I right. think that, you know, it might be better to maybe sell beer inside the stadium and say once you're in, you don't get to go back out. I, I know a lot of people, not just students, a lot of people would not be happy with that policy. I always go out at halftime, but I always come back in. Yeah, right. Not always. Not always. <laughs> but I stay in. I, you know, I, I don't watch the band. I don't I'm go not, out either, but, yeah. Uh, uh, 
we'll, we'll we'll get to your evolution to being a journalist. Oh, yeah, not going yeah, yeah. back. I don't. They don't even. They, they probably don't even let you guys out of the press box. They lock you in, right? I've never tried. <laughs> now I'm curious if I could get out of there. You know, I mean, it's funny. They let you out. You can go down for the last five minutes of regulation for a game. They'll, they don't really enforce that too hard. You go down to the sideline whenever you want. But you're talking about atmospheres and stuff. We're watching there, showing the OU game from last year here. And I, remember, I went down to the sideline for the last five minutes or so. And, and I'm not trying to be critical, but to your point, like we, me and Jeff or me and Derek and me and Grant could just stand by each other and talk to each other. You know, as Oklahoma's trying to drive to win the game, you would think it'd be so loud you couldn't speak. That's not the case. You can just turn to the guy next to you and talk to you in almost a regular yeah, voice. I, you couldn't always do that. Yeah, you couldn't always do that. And, and the little bit of defense for that crowd, it, that was the week after the horrible rain oh, delay versus TCU, and they actually uh, started this game an hour late, late because of it. So, uh, you know, that that's not the difference between But, you know, that's crazy to think. Go back yeah. and tell yourself in the 90s that, you know, you're playing OU at home as an underdog. They have a Heisman Trophy player and you're going to be able to have a casual conversation on the sideline right. as they're driving to win that's just you know not something you would think uh, but we we kind of flirted with this Matt you have had an interesting route starting off you know a fan right. then you got into the journalism game you went back to being just a fan and now back to being a big J journalist <laughs> uh, what has that evolution been like how do you go from diehard fan to trying to have some sort of you know journalistic spin to it back to a fan and now you're right back in the midst uh, of being a journalist it was it was hard i probably wasn't very good at it at first i mean um because it, I, I was as diehard as anybody i probably i probably still am um, but as a kid and that kind of stuff, i lived this stuff i'd cut out pictures from the paper and put my wall would read everything that came out about it i remember when i was new to the journalism deal i i had a hard time being quiet in the press box and i could do it but it wasn't it wasn't easy and um, but then, yeah, I did that for four or five years with Rivals back then and then Yahoo and Rivals. And, and the thing that happens to you, um, because of the company you're around and that kind of stuff, you become, you become jaded and you think you're pretty cool, you know, because you're in the press box and you're covering it. And, you know, you, you start to want to act like it's a job like everybody else has. And I don't know why we do that, you know, probably just to make ourselves feel important or that kind of thing. But, um, Getting out of it was the best You're thing. You're on ever. the Bosco's boys, so you <laughs> yeah, must be yeah. pretty so, important. So I must be pretty important. But getting out of it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it made me really appreciate it. I loved my career. You know, I managed, you know, targets and, and Dick's Sporting Goods in between and loved it. I mean, I, I'm not lying, but um, it made me understand, like, that's a job, you know? I mean, like, that's, you know, that's hard. You know, that was what I was doing wasn't as hard as I, you know, led myself to believe that it was and. And then getting back into it, I just had such a better appreciation for it. And I hope that, you know, four or five years down the road, I don't I don't want to let myself get back to, you know, thinking that I'm cool because I do it or, or, oh, my gosh, this is just hard work because we write two stories or whatever. Um, but uh, it, it's it just I feel so blessed that I got taken away from it for a while because that made it a lot better for me. So do you think now that you come at it from that different perspective that you're, you know, everyone tries to say they're a voice of the fans, but since you're holding on to that fandom a little bit better this summer, yeah. do you think that you're giving a different, you know, so. view into being writing these stories? I think so. I think I think so. I think I think um, I want to do a lot more writing about what I think the fans are interested in and what I would be than what I think, you know, I can't say this without sounding condescending, but without thinking what they should be interested in. I think I fell into that trap before where I'd write, well, this is the story or this is what a journalist would do. And people didn't care about some of that stuff, and I didn't, wouldn't have either as a fan. So I think this time to that point I've been able to be more aware of what would I want to read, you know, as a fan or, or somebody who subscribes to the site as opposed to what I think as a journalist, you know, I should write about this. Uh, Grant, we're, we're still fans. 
but our fandom did change forever on a fateful night before K-State played Kentucky. How has, you know, being a fan through this offseason changed for us now that we're trying to put out a podcast every week? Has that changed how you view things? Um, that's the beauty of, like, our podcast is that we are fans and we have the fan perspective. So that allows us to say and do whatever the hell we want. So I don't think it's really changed that much. It's kind of stressful, like, thinking of we have to put a, an episode out every single week and if, if only Matt would come on with us every week, we, we, would, we wouldn't have to worry about yeah. it. Yeah, ever I hope we again. can do this again yeah. tomorrow. Let's <laughs> <laughs> um, like eight and put him in the can for the next, honestly, yeah, the next two months. Honestly, <laughs> it's just been like a great change of pace, and it's like a really good hobby now. But Matt, you put it perfectly when you said that, like, I don't know, you thinking about it as a job, and mm-hmm. you have like a fan's perspective. Yeah, we're doing awesome, yeah. man. Thank yeah. you. And I, great you know, I service used to be here. Tallgrass, Tallgrass type tap house, come here. So I used to service. be in journalism at K-State. That's where I, where I started, essentially, and I got out of it because I, like, just started to hate it. I was yep. like, this is too much. I don't want to I don't want to be in a press box and then have to be quiet. Right. Like, I'm, I can't. I physically can't do it. So I got out of it because I wanted it to feel more like a hobby than it was uh, a job. So now I'll, I'll tell you some, some work stories off the pod after this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now I've seen some crazy stuff. Not me. I'm working for the man. Corporate, corporate greed all the way for me. That's how you do it, you know? <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, it, it allows me to subscribe to, like I said, the best website on the net, K-State Online. <laughs> Guys, uh, if you haven't subscribed to K-State Online at this point, come on. Yeah, come on now. They're our best friends in the world. Do I have it. a kid, you know? Yeah, he has sympathy. a kid. Sympathy. And, you know, Flanders, he's, he's just about to graduate. Make yeah. sure Flando has job security. <laughs> What's changed for you? Has anything changed for you, the fact oh, yeah. that, like... You know, I, I think uh, the, the only thing that's changed for me is, you know, one or two lunch breaks a week. You know, I'm, I'm at my desk trying to figure out what we're going to talk about. I actually think it's given it's been more fun. It takes some of these things that you and I, we've gone to breweries, and that's where the beer of the pot came from. You and I one time sat in Happy Bass in Topeka back when we both lived in Topeka. And we sat in there for like two and a half, three hours talking about this, some of the stuff that this podcast has turned into. And this was always just an idea we joked about, and we'd be in the mentions of Kellis Robinette talking about Bosco the dog and no this is what our podcast is going to be Bosco's boys uh and it's it's just turned into almost a more focused <laughs> approach as a fan figure out what people are talking about on Twitter we're going to get into it it actually isn't on this breakout but there's something when we talk about basketball I want to touch on that took the internet by storm oh, this yeah. week uh t- teaser has something to do with jerseys and rafters so stay tuned for that conversation Jeez. But it, it kind of gave this focus, and, you know, it's kind of a fun thing to evolve your fandom that, hey, now you're taking what we used to talk about in random breweries to, you know, 100,000 listeners every week. Yeah, I think it's special, and we'll probably get to millions, I believe it is. I saw the numbers, but <laughs> we'll, and we may get to this. I may be ruining something, but something I wanted to get out there was we Flanders and I listened to your pod since, you know, the NCAA tournament, and I think that people who are maybe hearing this for the first time, uh, part of what is great about it is um, – you guys don't answer to anybody, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, like you can you can say, and, and, and we for the most part say what we believe. Uh, we're not. I don't think we're super phony on the KSO show, but but you know we understand that we work for rivals, and you know there's there's words we're not going to use and that kind of stuff. And you guys are appropriate, but I just think that's if people haven't listened to your show before, that's what's different about it. Is the knowledge is the same. 
Um, the, the, the input's just as good, but you guys can say what you really believe and, and be fans, and, and you don't have to pretend you're not. I think yeah. it's great. Yeah, and, we're, we're kind of like the bad boys of the K-State yeah, podcast. Yeah, we're, we're the, the bad boys of the K-State podcast, and then when we get people to come on with us, we're surprised what they open up. You know, Brogan Barry, you know, a fan of your guys, he, he right. wouldn't pick between the two podcasts, sure. so I understand that. But he told us a story about how him and Will Geary were wrestling in the middle of the <laughs> locker room. We had Travis Tannehill t- talk to us about how when he found out Ron Prince got fired, an entire class got up and cheered, and he ran out of there to call Sean Snyder to see if he still had a job. That's he also crazy. dropped some great knowledge on what happened in that 2012 season and, you know, his thoughts on the future. And I don't know if some of those guys are would be as open uh, with someone who has something to answer to, and that has been the fun thing. It, we have access to a couple guys, and it's been a ton of fun, and, you know, we, we'll, we might touch on it a little bit later, but you put it great. We are trying to be fans that don't answer to anyone and have fun doing it. And, you know, leave, leave us a review. Tell yeah. us what we need to do better. But, you know, I think we're perfect. Well, it is. Perfect five stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't sure start with five What's stars. Is, like, you know, we have a pod, we started a podcast for fans. And it's like everybody in their brother has a vlog or some sort of right. podcast or some BS today. But it's like people come on, they realize, oh, this is actually really fun. Right. Like, it's just fun. Yeah. It, you know, we'd yeah. be doing this whether and we, we have are to, important. We, we are very important. Uh, we're insiders. I break a ton of news, even though people don't credit me. I know, man. Uh, it's bad. It's, it's really upsetting when that happens. But, you know, I'm not going to subtweet about it. Uh, but it's, it's something fun. We'd be doing it whether we had our 1.3 million listeners an episode or just three listeners. It's been a lot of fun and something that we've started to talk a lot more about. And I'll tease this on air for the first time. We're going to be kicking off a series very soon previewing the 2018 football season where we're going to sit down with fans or media members of every school K-State plays about 20 minutes apiece. That's how we're going to start previewing the season. That will be coming out in the coming weeks. But 2018 points, we want to get Matt's perspective. Flanda, if you want to hop on here as well. What are you predicting for this season? What are you seeing? We'll start off with just a generic. If you gunned your head, had to predict a record what are you going with? And then we'll dive into some of the finer. I, I would just real fast record. I'd go eight and four. I think it's what I'd go. What I'd go with. Um, and if we go game by game, I don't want to spoil a lot of stuff necessarily. But I think I think Mississippi State will be a really tough game for K State to win, even at home. You look at road games at OU, TCU. I think those will be awfully difficult. West Virginia as well. So um, obviously K State might steal one of those here and there. But those other games are going to be challenging too. So I, I see another eight and four type year. Which to some people will be disappointing, and they get tired of that over and over again. But that's that's kind of where I see it. All right, Grant, you I'm bumped we, it up to nine and three. Whoa. There you go. I you feel go. I'm for some reason I'm starting. Maybe it's just that like the season's about to start. That romanticism. Oh yeah. Um, that comes with the beginning of every season, but I think we're going to be in uh, Arlington. Whoa! Whoa! As the two, that, we're so going to sneak in. I think so we're you sneaking prob- in. You probably have one of those three losses. Maybe then still be in Mississippi State and only losing maybe, two games maybe, in the league. Maybe so. ten and two. Maybe. Whoa! <laughs> Man, be Grant, eleven and one Grant by the end of the pod. Very, so. very, yeah, by the end of the pod, we're going. By the end to of the pod, we're going to have a ring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I've stuck with seven and five the entire time. I'm going to stick with it until something changes. Um, you know, I. <laughs> yeah, and so that, that's where I'm at. Uh, Flando, you were the most bullish on K-State basketball, if I remember oh, you're right. correctly. Uh, I think everyone else was a little bit more down on them. Yeah. Go on the record, tell us your football prediction, and let's see if you, know, you can change it on your own podcast. But on our podcast, <laughs> tell us what you think, and we'll, we'll see if you have the magic well, again. I, I was going to go different from Matt, but then... 
every other answer I would have given was already said. Nine yeah. and three, seven and five. So I'm going to stick with eight and four because I do believe. I mean, that's a, that's a happy medium of where I really think they could end up. I don't think the schedule is too difficult this season. Honestly, considering lo- uh, teams that lost big names from last year and Mason Rudolph and, and uh, Baker Mayfield, I think those are winnable games. But I, I just I don't think the defense is going to be enough for some of these games to get them over the hump to get to a 9-3, and 10-2 kind of record. Intelligent answer. Yeah, very very intelligent answer. Uh, so what is the swing game on your schedule? So the one game, if it goes one way, maybe you're upping your prediction. The other way, okay, we might need to rein it back. There's two There's two that I've thought about. Uh, I think the right answer is probably Mississippi State because I see them losing that game at home. But if they win it, you know, uh, the confidence that will come from that will be tremendous. It will jump them into the top 25 if they're not already there. They'll, they'll think they're a much better team. So that's probably it. But the other one I would hint at, to try to steal one of your answers to make it really hard for you guys, would be Texas at home. I think everyone looks at that game and assumes it's a win. I think Texas will be a good football team this year. Um, not a great one, but a, but a good one. Uh, K-State, of course, lost in Austin last year. I think that's a game to watch for, too. So I, I stick on one of those, too. You did not steal my answer. Yes, I'm pretty happy yes. about that. Woo. I initially would have said Mississippi State's our kind of our swing game for the reasons that you just pointed out. But honestly, I think our biggest swing game has got to be West Virginia. Yeah. Let's say win or lose Mississippi State, we're 3-0. Let's say we're 3-0, we win, and we go to West Virginia, and we lose, That's a, and we start off and we're 0-1 in the conference, that's a major L. If we're 2-1, then we're really desperate. We can't go 2-2. Two two. We can't afford to start, start off. So that's going to – you can lose Mississippi State and still have a great year. Yeah. We've seen that in the past – five years that big teams lose early big games uh, non-conference and they bounce back and they're in the playoff yep. I don't think we're going to be in the playoff but yeah. what I'm yeah. saying is we can <laughs> by the end of the episode yeah. the, <laughs> by the end of the podcast we might be in the playoffs but <laughs> I mean I think we, that's that's my biggest swing game first conference game if we come out of West Virginia with a win I think our conference is higher than if we beat Mississippi State. Yeah. Yep. And you guys, you know, you guys took all the good ones, uh, and you all gave good reasons. My first in, in, inclination was Mississippi State, then West Virginia, and then I also Texas. That's another one. People are penciling in as when Grant is not buying in as I don't buying buy Texas. Summer, right? I am. Yeah, I, I, I think this might be the I year that they too. they get back on uh, the hump, but. I, it's a fraud. It's it's almost <laughs> since you guys took all the swing games. You can go South gonna, Dakota if you want. No, <laughs> I'll tell you this right now. If we <laughs> lose to South Dakota, it's gonna be it's gonna be long. We're gonna start a basketball coverage a lot earlier. That happens. But I I'm going to then change change my wording. I'm gonna say a measuring stick game since you guys took the swing games. The two measuring sticks are okay. Are we going to be able to beat Oklahoma State when they're now taking all this production away. This that's I believe on the back half of the season. So yep. that's why I say measuring stick instead of swing game. And then Iowa State as well. They're getting you love under- Iowa State, right? I hate. <laughs> well, all right. I, I they have some great fans. They but do, man. They're they're weirdos. They have the best fans. in They the have conference. the best fans mm-hmm. in the conference. Yeah. They yeah. are weirdos. Yeah. They they're calling the FBI about pass interference calls. They have never lost <laughs> a game a on their culty. own. Never. Yeah. It's I wouldn't say culty. I'd just say you know they have nothing better Victim-y. to do. Yeah. They, they're the ultimate Charlie Brown. But so it, it, everyone is starting to buy into their hype. Everyone's saying okay, you know they finally figured it out. We're going there. We always seem to. F- find a fluky way or a way to crush crush their little tornado bird brains just rip their hearts out uh 
And if we can continue to do that, then, you know, I'm, I'm going to feel okay going into the offseason. But you guys, of course, took all the best answers and explained them even better than I could. I, uh, I think there's, oh, there's still oh. a game we should talk about, though. And what is that? Toughest game on the schedule. I know West Virginia away might be that one, but TCU away I think could be one of the tougher games this season. I just think that's something that we're gonna have to look at as the season goes on. Yeah, I'll tell you this right now. If if someone tells me right now we're beating TCU on the road, then all of a sudden I'm definitely coming off that seven and five. I'm thinking, all right, eight and four. You know, all of a sudden beat Mississippi State. I'm right there with you, 9-3. Look how easy you know, that is. You Ky- know? Kyler Murray, you know, tweaks his ankle and says, no, I need to make my money playing baseball. He, he quits. All of a sudden, 10-2. and two. I'm right. finding a way to Arlington for us. Right. We're sneaking into Arlington. We're sneaking into Arlington. I hope so. I'll be, I'll be happy to go. Oh, yeah. And, and That'd the, be a good pod. I'd be so into that. The, the only reason I haven't booked a flight to Milwaukee to see our brewskit cats play Marquette in that brand new arena is the little bit of thought that K-State might be playing in Arlington that game. You know, if, if we if we lose a couple games, you might find me up in Wisconsin for that. But I'm going to hold off because, you know, fans dream and, you know, what would the world be without a little bit of hope? Uh, the next one, we talked about this quite a bit off air. How are we going to handle this QB situation? We've brought this up to just about everyone who's came onto the podcast so far. Uh, in your opinion, how is this going to end up shaking out? How are we going to handle it? It's a heck of a heck of a question, you know. Uh, I'll go ahead and, and go ahead and advertise a little bit here. So we start our well, – I don't know when the show's running, but we've either started our um, our, our season preview for K-State on our site or, or very close to, and, and I kind of do just to be silly predictions for each position. And, and I went – crazy at quarterback and i wrote that skylar thompson will start every game at quarterback whoa and i said it one just to say something controversial and that way you know people can get on me when it doesn't happen but i i've perceived him as the number one guy the entire time i'm a big fan of alex delton's game when i say i perceive skylar's number one is because i think the i think the program does um we we talked before we got on the air about he he's taking the first rep in everything spring practices seven on sevens the spring game i know we talk about the coin flip that kind of stuff but i think that stuff matters i perceive him as the guy uh, Alex Delton would absolutely be a factor in, the, in on the season, and shoot, he could absolutely start the first game. I could be completely wrong, but I just think the I think they see Skyler as as more versatile. Um, I think the new the new coordinators want to show an offense to recruits that is more creative than you know twenty QB powers a game to get more players, and I think they believe they can do it with Skyler. QB power, you just triggered me. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, I'm with you on that. I think Skyler's going to win the job. I think it's already his, um, say, 80-20 in terms yeah. of, like, plays, if I had to say some some sort of percentage. But, I mean, Delton's going to be a factor. He's going to get in. I just hope that he can stay healthy. Right. Yeah, we, I, we've gone on the record. I, I've made my opinion pretty well known. I want to see Skyler. I would like to see uh, – I'd like to see some packages. I'd like to see some touches for Delton. But I think the right move is Skyler. And it's something you put perfectly. Being able to showcase this is how the quarterback's going to be in the future. This is how – we can use our wide receivers that could help us on the recruiting trail without giving too much away it does seem like we're targeting some you know higher end wide receiver recruits I agree do you think that some of those commitments could waver back and forth of if they truly follow through on showcasing our wide receivers i think it's a great point you know you you talk about they lost a tight end and went to florida lucas kroll and i think the reason they lost him was they could not convince him hey we promised you we're really throwing to the tight end this year 
I think Dayton Valentine had two catches last year. And, and the, the kids, they believe the staff and the coaches, but until they see it, you know, they don't know. So I, I think, yeah, you talk about, you know, Velton Gardner or Keaton Garber, the receivers they've got. Um, if K-State goes into the season, all of a sudden is running the quarterback 25. I mean, I'm getting to be 30 by the time I stop talking. But, you know, times a game, they may question a little bit. And I do believe the Coleman's and the Kleins and those guys really do want to show recruits that they will throw a little more, they will use these positions. And I think Skyler, you know, like I said, I, I don't know if Skyler, we could argue forever, if Skyler gives him the best chance to win games on this roster. I don't know if he does over Delton, but I think to show recruits what they could be going forward, I think he's the right guy. And then you mentioned both Klein and Coleman, and I believe Dickey also has Correct. the yep. co-offensive coordinator title. Have you guys gotten any sort of insight into how plays are going to be called? Who's going to have the ultimate decision? A little. The sense I do get is that it will be Coleman who really calls the plays, which kind of surprises me. I think as this whole process was happening, we all assumed it'd really be Colin who would call the plays. I think, yeah, thank you so much. I don't think so. Apologize for the break. Yeah. We're talking to the waiter. He's Whoa, really, he, he's really he nice. must not be a true Kansan. Flando just got fries without ranch. Yeah. Is that? I didn't realize that was a Kansan thing. No. It, I, well, I don't know. I'm a Michigander if you haven't. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, he's not, yeah. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, I think that's just some stereotype that's been put on cans. I don't Ranch know. on everything. You know, that's what they I say. I love ranch. And I like it on fries, but... Ketchup's better. Uh, I like ketchup better. I, on fries, I just hate ketchup as a whole. But but back yeah. to, sorry, yeah. back to we, we, I, a lot of people are assuming it was going to be calling calling place, but we're starting to get the vibe that it is going to be Coleman. Yeah, I mean, I think the official word they're always going to tell us, and it may be true too, but we'll probably that Dickey will pick a run play, Colin will pick a pass play, and then Andre Coleman will ultimately select it. Um, and that may be real, but I, I, I'd like I, I want to believe Coleman will be further ahead of the process than not waiting on the play clock, you know, to get two options and then pick one. But I, it sounds like it really will be Coleman, um, where I thought it'd be more of a situation. I'm probably repeat myself now, but where it'd be very collaborative. I get the sense it'll be a lot, of, a lot of Andre Coleman now making those decisions. And, and that, that is very exciting, and you know, we. I wouldn't want to go as far as saying stale, but it has gotten to the point where the offensive play call, it just, it was just not fun anymore. I'm hoping that these guys make K-State offense fun again. Right. Stale is the perfect word. Perfect word for the program, honestly. That's how it felt for the past three or four years well, for me. And hopefully this influx of young coaching talent is going to, you know, Save, save the loaf of bread. You know, I saw you know the, the video. You, yeah. you put yeah. put the stale loaf of bread under water and then you rebake it and it's fresh again. What? Wait, I, what? Yeah, yeah I saw some That's video. Yeah. Okay. No, I, was, yeah. I thought you were doing you know, Nat's references to the stale fresh bread thing, and now you're talking about <laughs> yeah, finding a way because you're not going to get a whole new loaf. You're going to have to find a way to try to make it fresh again. And, you know, I, I saw some video. Apparently, if you take stale bread, run it under some water, rebake it, it's fresh again. Yeah, did so, not know that. So cooking tip with boxes. Boxes. For me, I would just probably buy it. <laughs> just buy another bread, you know. But Well, you know what? There's something about the current loaf of bread that, you know, is trying to keep the waters calm. Uh, <laughs> we're we're, we're going to go on to the next one. And I, I went against my own rule. I threw a fit and got super worried after the spring game when I saw the specialists. Right. 
we, we recently got a guy who is a kicker, punters, yep. kickoff specialist. But how do you think that's going to end up playing out? Is your confidence that it'll work out there, or are you, like me, panicking quite a bit? Border, oh boy, borderline panic probably. I, I'm with you, and I agree with the idea that the spring game, you can't overreact to anything. Um, those kickers were certainly better, at least from what we're told, throughout spring practice. I think it was McClellan's kick. Was it was a long, you know, 48 point, and he didn't miss it bad. I think it was Rourke who had a big miss, and then Lynch had to make. But it wasn't in, it wasn't encouraging. I guess my point is, and it's probably similar to your guys' thoughts. I'm going to share what you say. I think they'll be fine on special teams, but they need to be better than fine, you know, for what they what they need to be. And I don't I don't see them being special as corny as that sounds. You know, what would that group as it is right now? That was good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, kicker punter is the most concerning. I don't. Ha- I have little concerns about like players that are going to plug into return roles because yeah. I feel like that's more of a system thing. We have guys that are going to be able to plug into that, and we're not going to have that much of a drop off. But you d- absolutely don't want to get into. You don't want to let a kicker issue fester. Especially for a team like K State that has such a tiny margin for error. If we yeah. have kicker issues, we're on a fast track to five and seven, six and six. Honestly, yeah, we'll be in serious trouble. I feel the same way. I mean, like I, we talk about our season records, but yeah, if K State struggles in those aspects to where they're, and I'm not, I'm not predicting this, but where they're a bad special teams group, yeah, they're, they're probably a 500 or worse program all of a sudden. Yeah, and I think that's where I'm trying to put a little bit more faith into Sean Snyder, and you know, I have opinions on our predictions about Sean, but you know, the kickers and punters since he's been back 2.0, we've we figured it out. There's been a right. bad game here or there, but they've seemed to figure it out. Uh, and then we, we already touched on this a little bit with the offensive coordinators, but what do you think the biggest difference is with new coordinators on both sides of the ball? We touched on offense, so if we want to lean more towards what do, what do we think Blake Siler's going to be as a defensive coordinator? I'd be surprised if there were significant differences. Like, I think if you were a a casual, you know, not super educated fan watching last season's defense and this de- this season's defense may not see a, a huge difference. But um, I, I do think, at least from what we're told, he will be a little more willing to adjust his units to the talent that he has. Where I think Tom Hayes, you know, had a system he believed in was going to play it, whether he had, you know, Chris Canyon, Terrence Newman at corner, or Nigel Malone and, and, and Bubba Chapman. But um, those are uh, hey, don't don't is, be putting disrespect still, on Bubba Chapman. They both look great in a uniform too, so I like them <laughs> both. But um, I think I think that will be the biggest difference. But I think if a fan once now all of a sudden thinks, oh my gosh, K State's gonna you know gonna blitz from all these different angles and play press man coverage, I think they'll be disappointed. I don't think they'll see a big a big difference in that side of the ball. I am a little disappointed, and that makes me a little sad. Grant, are you going to disagree with Matt? Are you? I don't disagree. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't expect that much difference. I guess what I'm hoping is that we see a little bit more aggression on defense. I'd like to see us press more. I'd like to see us have better disguises. That's the thing, yeah. That's, oh, and yeah. I do expect that. I expect that I when agree. we do blitz, we're yeah. going to have more disguise to that. You're not just going to walk up everyone to You're the You're not going to have a Walk up two linebackers, yeah. two gap. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, I thought we're not going to abandon the bend, don't break type of system but i do expect more aggression yeah I, I i hope to see you know the the bread be a little less stale i have far less optimism for the defense than offense i just want to see 
a chance. Like, I know it goes right in the face of Ben don't break. I want to see a chance. I want to see when it's third and six not playing eight yards off the ball. Right. Well, that, that is, is just so heinous. I mean, it, it, oh, it is, it's, it's just maddening the, to see that. It's just the worst. And then we're going to wrap up our quick 2018 football discussion with two things. What is A, we'll go around, biggest point of optimism for this football season? I'd probably start with the offensive line. I mean, five guys back, and they weren't perfect last year, but they were pretty gosh darn good. There's, hey, I said, there I went, it is. That wasn't on purpose. You went, what, about 40 minutes just, without saying yeah, gosh darn? Yeah, it just darn. came out. Um, but they were really good. I've been saying them. that in my regular life a lot. It really, it really covers about any scenario you're dealing with. But they were really good against the uh, protecting the passer last year. Uh, got better that the season, you know, running the football. And I think it's so cliche to say, but you win the games that way. And I think if K-State's going to have a year where they, you know, they go 14-0 win the championship, you know, like Grant <laughs> predicts, um, it'll be because of that group. Um, and then, of course, to play the quarterbacks and the running backs. But that's why I started the offensive line. Um, I'm excited about new young coordinators with fresh ideas. That's really what I'm most excited about. I'm excited about Alex Barnes coming back, too. I'm excited. Yeah, I, yeah. I, the, my biggest point of optimism, I echo the offensive line, but I want to see us allow them to assert their will and truly get back into the halfback running game. Quarterback power, you know, it's fun. You know, you can find times for it. But it's I not see, fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, you know, occasionally, you know. Every Sometimes it's then. fun when it works, like when it's working, and it's like we know what we're going to do. We're just going to assert our will and do but the quarterback. When it's power. not working, but it's God, the worst thing in the world. It's like seventy-five percent. You know, it's not going to work. But, but but you know, if you look at those stable of running backs, you have Alex Barnes, you have Silman, Warmack came back. You have everyone's like favorite, you know, secret weapon. McCoy, yep. is he going to truck some poor kid from UTSA in the third game? I hope so. I want to see something like that. I want to see him put someone back in the morgue. I was actually up in the East Side Suites with a good friend of the pod, Matt Maynon. We were getting ready to go because I, I had a couple wagers on a couple games I wanted to be home in time to see. But right as we're getting ready to leave, that run where McCoy just trucked the guy. I mean, it's the perfect truck stick. I haven't seen it. It was the that, definition of a truck stick of, in, in it, real life. Honestly, was one of the plays that got me more hyped than anything all yeah. season. I sat back down because my breath was taken away. <laughs> I want to see a little bit more of that. Would it be awesome if it was coming against TCU? Yeah, but you know what? I say you line it up and let him try that 15 times versus UTSA and put the Roadrunners into the ground and get revenge <laughs> for my good friend Coyote from all the old cartoons. Uh, so we did optimism, but this is where I thrive, pessimism. Yeah, let's bring it on. What, what, what makes you the most pessimistic about this football season? I, the defense was not good last year, and I can't convince myself it'll be, it'll be better this year. Um, I mean, I could try. You know, I could go into the, you know, three starters back in the secondary and, you know, new linebackers, that kind of stuff. But, man, it, you lose Gary, who was such a huge, huge player for that team. Um, I think Kirby and Tanking were – they were, they were better than fans gave them credit for. They um, were not great players. They were not a conference players, but they, um, they were better than they got credit for. And I think people will be surprised that Brett some growing pains at linebacker and then losing D.J. Reed. I just can't see the defense being better. And I don't know that this offense is good enough to win a ton of shootouts. So that's where, I mean, that's a big, broad answer, but the defense in general concerns me. Uh, so my biggest points of optimism are new young coordinators with fresh ideas. I, I, I think that... Uh, my biggest points of pessimism are new young coordinators 
with more responsibility right. and less experience. Also, the defense scares me quite a bit. Our line, our defensive line, I don't know. I feel like I, I think our I think our linebackers are going to adjust. I think they're going to surprise some people early on. We'll see, but I'm really concerned about our line. I think I could point to every unit on the field except for running backs and offensive line and point to and say, this is where I'm most pessimistic. You look at the wide receivers, none of the guys coming back do I have a lot of confidence in. This is another thing where I wish we had far more talent. Nothing, nothing against the the next Weber K-State superstar, but the fact that you're having to bring on walk-ons from a small Kansas City private school and they might be playing meaningful minutes, that scares me. Yeah. Nothing against Reuter or Schoen or anything like that, but when you look at the true athletes and the true talent across Power 5, those guys aren't playing at a lot of places, and that worries me. You look at every spot on the defense. I think there is a chance that we could get legitimately lit up by maybe a team like Texas Tech who catches lightning in the bottle and then all of a sudden you're putting all this pressure on your offense to try to win that game. I, I, I'm i worried about a lot of stuff. I'm pessimistic. We talk about, I keep saying 7-5, and five, but there are scenarios where I don't see us being favored in more than three or four wins. If we lose that Mississippi State game, if we don't turn around and have a good showing versus West Virginia, there's a legitimate chance we may not be favored in another game except for Texas Tech and KU rest of the season. There is a lot to be optimistic about, but I think there's even more to be worried about. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I am with football. Uh, Tweet at us, you know. Let us know where we're wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that convince him. He wants to be convinced. Yes, I want to be convinced. You know, these two handsome men across from me—they did not (laughs) convince me. Uh, I'm not. I didn't convince myself. (laughs) Honestly, it says the guy who picked us to go 12 and 0 in the regular season. We will go 12 and 0. Let's let's transition a little bit. Uh, We would be remiss not to mention basketball at least a little bit. Um, how surprised were you, Matt, with our Elite Eight season? Uh, shocked. I, I mean, and, and as people understand, I, I was probably as big of a supporter and believer in that program as anybody, but I was still shocked, um, uh, especially, easy to say, but with Dean Wade out. I, I didn't think K-State would beat Creighton necessarily in that first game of the tournament. Uh, I thought the way they adjusted to the what they had to play with was, was amazing. Um, it was a great experience, you know, selfishly. Me and Flannel talk about it all the time. Like, how often do you get to go watch a, you know, a program like that, go to the Elite Eight and, and do what they did? So I thought it was, I thought it was stunning. But, and, and you know, I, but I don't necessarily think it was a fluke. You go back and watch those three games that they won in the tournament. And they, 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 you know, maybe Kentucky you could argue about, but they really handled Creighton. UMBC was UMBC, but, I mean, K-State was the better team. And even Kentucky, K-State led probably 36, 37 minutes of that oh, game. Yeah. So it's hard for me to say it was necessarily fluky what they did when they looked at the better team on the floor all three of those games. And I'm not saying they're going back to the Elite Eight this year because that'd be really hard to do, but I think they're a really good basketball team and, and they'll have a shot to do something similar this year. Yeah. How, how surprised were you? I was. I mean, I was very surprised. Going into that season, I was super down on the program. Um, I expected very little, to be honest. I expected something similar to the preceding season. Sure. You know, kind of an uninspiring league campaign and sneak into the tournament and get ousted first round. I mean, there was really no reason to expect an Elite Eight run. I, Especially when we're on the 8-9 line, I was like, okay, we might beat Creighton. We did luck out. We got yep. to play UMBC. Yep. I would have. I would like to play UMBC 10 out of 10 times, obviously, if I had the choice. But 
I was shocked. I mean, super surprised. Yeah, I I was super shocked. Anyone who followed me on Twitter, anyone who's followed my K-State fandom, they know exactly how I felt about Bruce Weber, and we've touched on it on the spot. I was a burn it down. I was all that type of stuff. But I need to first credit Matt, and I think I've said this to you guys and your site a couple times in the DMs, slid in the DMs and told you guys that you guys helped me buy back into K-State basketball. Your series with Coach Lowry and your coverage and just almost – humanizing getting this inside look at this team made me love k-state basketball again and i think you know you guys have got some access and the k-state media before they they probably didn't do the best job of allowing us a look into this team to fall in love with them because you have great guys you have dean way yeah. you have Barry, you have all the uh, great characters xavier saying then here you are doing your weekly coffee with chris that allowed me to be like okay these guys, they're the real deal. These are guys you can cheer for. And, you know, I, I'm probably not alone. You helped me love K-State basketball. And I need to thank you for doing that because it is so much easier and it feels so much better to be all in, in on this team versus the exhaustion that you felt being a burn-it-down moment. It's, uh, it's great to hear. Uh, it is something... You know, we talk about. I stayed a fan the entire time, and and I was probably from a fan perspective on the pro Weber side more than more than against. And I had my moments. I remember when they lost to Oklahoma by a million, you know, two years ago, and I, I thought, well, that's it. You know, it's, it's done. So I, I was on that. I got there too, but when we came in, we just wanted to. If they had been bad, we wouldn't have you know gone off the deep end about it, but we would have been honest about it, and that could still happen this year. Um, but we really decided that we wanted to give people the program, like you talked about, just to see, to, you know, get to know, try to get to know Chris Larry, Bruce Weber, these kids, um, get to know, like you said, humanizing that they're people. And if you want to cheer for them, great. And they're successful, fantastic. And, and a few people have said that, and that's really neat to hear because it, I remember being frustrated as a fan at the amount of angst towards the program. I just thought it wasn't helpful, you know. I mean, if they're going to lose, they're going to lose. A guy, any coach will lose a job if they lose enough. But, man, we don't have to help them lose, job, lose games and lose their job, you know. That'll happen if it's going to happen. So that's cool to hear. But um, That's something I've yeah. kind of learned in the last few years is, like, you're not helping. You're just creating the, creating a toxic atmosphere is absolutely right. not going to help. If right. you're going to go, then you've got to go and be all in. So. Right. Uh, Flanda, you were all in with K-State. You were doing interviews at the Big 12 tournament. You followed them the entire NCAA tournament. Were you shocked? Was this something that surprised you when they went on this run? Uh, yeah, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was surprised that they get to the Elite Eight. And yes, I was the most, as you brought up earlier, I don't know if it was on the pot or not, bullish out of all the KSO crew in my, my prediction of where they'd finish overall record-wise. Um, and a lot of that had to do with being a part of KSO, having the access we had and realizing who these coaches were they're not messing around they know what they're doing and i could just tell that once i started working for this this amazing organization oh. <laughs> no, but, uh, so yeah my uh, i was a little pessimistic at first like everyone else before i worked here and everything uh maybe you could say i was on the same bandwagon as burn it down whatever but yeah once i got involved with it it bumped up my my record, but also I knew there was talent on this team. I could see it. I mean, you're bringing back a guy like Dean Wade. I, I saw what I saw in Xavier Cena's freshman year, so I was like, okay, he's only going to get better sophomore year. And yeah, I thought Cam Stokes we were going to get more out of him, but, but still, then Barry Brown did 
absolutely <laughs> unthinkable things. So the bear trap. Yeah, I mean, obviously <laughs> yeah, the, the, the team exceeded my expectations and did things that I did not expect, especially with two main dudes and Barry and Dean. I mean, I just didn't expect the way they did it either. I, I expected all, if they were going to make this push, I expected all four of those guys and Cam, Dean, yeah. X, and Barry to all really have amazing seasons. But no, it's just the two really guys had amazing seasons. And yeah, <laughs> that's that's where I came around and, and made my, my prediction of like 24 wins or something. And then, But yeah, I was surprised by the Elite Eight run. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. And then before we get into the unscheduled topic, just quickly, how good can this team be in 2018-19? You know, I, I think they absolutely can compete for the Big 12 title. I would still pick Kansas. I think if you don't pick Kansas until they lose it, you're probably silly, you know. But I think they'll absolutely compete for it. Um, I think they are a top top 15, top 12 type type team. Um, and they absolutely will have a chance. The tournament, you guys, you guys know as well as I do, is so funny. They could be a better team and, and lose in the second, you know, in the second game and not get to the Sweet 16. But um, I think they have a very versatile roster where they can play small, they can play big. It will be the best team K State's had since, you know, since at least the Magruder senior team and maybe further back than that. I, I think people have every reason to buy in and believe this team should be fun to follow. They're, um, you know, I, I'm tempted. I'm, I'm honestly tempted to go bigger and say I think they're a top ten team. I don't know how they don't get a lot better. Those guys have improved so much. You know, Barry and Dean and, and X and even Canto got hurt. That's a whole other topic. But you know, year year over year, that to not expect that Barry Brown and Dean Wade aren't going to both be. They might be the two best players in the Big Twelve next year. I mean, I know KU's going to be loaded with talent, but um, they're going to be awfully good. We keep mentioning Cam. I actually expect a lot out of Cam next year, yeah. considering. I mean. If you've ever played sports or if you follow sports at all, if you're ever following any sort of team, if you get hurt, a player that's trying to come back from injury is going to be, he's going to struggle. I mean, yeah. it's so hard to find consistency when you're coming back from an injury. So, and he started off so strong. I expect actually a lot out of Cam next year. We're going to get a good bit of con- contribution from him, I think. I expect us to improve our league standings. We should be better than fourth. I kind of see us around two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to pick us to win the, win the title until until someone actually does not KU off like alone. We might tie for it. I'd be fine with that. But I would take a tie right yeah, now. Yeah, I, yeah. I like trophies. I like banners. Hang I mean, the banner. Yeah. We know that as the tournament's a crapshoot. So like. It's it's insane to be like, yeah, we, we went to the Elite Eight, so I expect another Elite Eight. But I would at least expect us to improve our seed greatly. That's important. We need to be winning all of our uh, non-con games or have Much a good record in our non-con. non-con. Yes. Um, so improve our seeds. Get, I could see us around like a three or a four seed maybe. And yeah. That helps us out a lot, but I don't know. I, I think we're going to be much better. I, I agree. And speaking of hang, hanging the banner, the big talking point, this was all over Twitter. I think it was on your guys' message board. It's been a point of uh, a oh, boiling point. Yeah. yeah, a boiling point You know, for a while now. This is the second or third time I've seen it pop up this offseason. The idea of hanging banners, I, I think let's just get it out of the way. We're all on board with Jacob Pullen. Yep. The, the, whenever he can come back for a game, we can do it. It's going to happen. The bigger you know, point of argument is the idea of Michael Beasley and then the sub-points of guys like Steve Henson, Rodney Magruder. But let's talk about Michael Beasley this first off. I'm hoping we're all on the same page because I like you all and I don't want to hate you. 
but I want to be difficult just to be fun, but I, I don't have it in me on this. Well, thing. I mean, yeah. you can play devil's advocate if yeah. you want, but I see no logical reason to use an arbitrary talking point if he was only there for one year against Michael Beasley. I think Beasley 30 should be in the rafters the as quickly as anyone, including Poland. Uh, you know, I, I'm. You guys are yeah. on your heads. Are 100% you agree. I, I was shaking my head at the OU oh yeah, game. For Sorry. people who aren't here, the K-State OU football game from last year is on the television. Yeah, man. About second. to tie it up here yeah. in the fourth quarter. And I'm pretty sure the defense should be fine against Baker and those guys. Oh, yeah. And, that, that'll be and, fun. They'll get us off. <laughs> yeah, overtime's coming. No, I'd love to be fun and argue, but I, I, there isn't <laughs> one. I mean, he, you know, Big 12 Player of the Year, run-up National Player of the Year, had the best oh, the statistical. The Rob job, yeah, by the way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Hand did not deserve that award for sure. Statistically, you know, maybe the best individual season. I mean, Trey Young, I guess, had a pretty good one now. But in, in Big 12 history, um, there's no argument against it. I mean, in college basketball these days, too, the great players, a lot of them are one and done. So even using that argument, so. Yes, and I understand. You know, how are you, you going to hold that against a player right. that's going to go he second so in the draft? Yeah. Not, not only that, but consensus All-American. He had the most points per game average in the history of Big 12, second yeah. most rebounds. It's insane. Like, if he had got uh, kicked out of school after a year, sure. But, no, he left because he was, you know, going to be a one or, the top one or two pick in the draft. I just don't see any argument against it. And I think so many people, you know, we talked to Flanders. We were talking. He's mentioned how, you know, he joined us. We talk about basketball and he learned stuff and whatnot. So many people identify him with K-State basketball, you know, in this era. Even when he played one year, he's the most identifiable. Him or Jake, you know, I just can't – I don't understand the argument against it. No, absolutely not. He should be in the rafters. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm 100% <laughs> with you. I'd say maybe I, – I disagree and, like, put Poland up first. I'd say, yeah, Poland deserves it for me before Beasley. But, yeah, I think both deserve it. All four of those guys you mentioned, put them in the rafters. Yeah. I would find, I'm on board yeah. with all four. All right. And so I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate because I'm not nearly as convinced about Magruder or Henson. If you look at some of the guys up there, you know, Magruder has some lifetime achievement type stuff with he's higher up in the record books. And, you know, I don't recall Steve Henson. Like, you know, whatever. He was my first man crush as a K-Stater. Oh, okay, well. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just saying whatever. A little, a little Steve whatever, Henson means yeah. just some bald guy question. who's been hanging out with Long Kruger right. for a really long time. Right. That's all Steve Henson is to me. <laughs> but when it comes to Magruder, I think he might have gotten honorable mention All-American. He was one-year first-team All-Big 12. Uh, a second team as a junior. At what point, like, is it? Beca- is it? Does it truly come? Line, yeah. yeah. Does it truly come down to because he was the best player on the team that brought home a conference trophy for the first time in a long time? Is that really what it comes down to? Because I don't know if his career is that much different from like a guy like maybe Cartier Martin. Uh, you know, I I don't know. And then if you're gonna put him up there. What's going to stop you? Like, does that automatically mean does both Barry, Dean does and Barry? Barry? Go up there? Yeah. I, I, I mean, so, I, and I'm not against it. Let's, you know, I, I'm fine with putting people up there, but I think if you're putting Magruder up there, I think there's a lot of guys you can, you need to go back and probably put up there because they had just as big of an impact. It's a good point, and I, I love Steve Vincent too. But a similar, a similar case, kind of a career achievement. He was a really good player for K State, but you know, never, never ever thought of as being an elite player, and you know. First team All American, that kind of stuff. Um, it's a good point. I hadn't thought about it. I mean, I do think if you put Magruder and Henson, and ultimately I would do it too, because I'm kind of like you. I'm all, you know, if they're great players, put them up there. What's it? What's it matter? But I do think there's a line 
between Beasley and Pullen and then Magruder and Henson. I think I think um, I, I almost think if they there. did those so close, like if you did something where you know Beasley had his own night, Pullen had his own night, and then the next season those two go up. I almost feel like it cheapens the right. fact that Jake had to wait for so long. You're putting Magruder right up there, and there's all this debate about Beasley, and then we're putting these two guys up there. That's just where I come from. But I, you know, I I love the idea of having all these great players. I think it's a recruiting tool if you have more of them up there. I agree. Point up there and say, hey, you know, here's some recent guys, especially with those three, that you can point to and say, hey, you do big things for us. You're going to be memorialized forever. Right. So that's where I stand on all those. Uh, and we're, I think, unless there's any other basketball things that you guys want to talk to, we're going to get to a couple quick games that we have to close out this episode. I, I, I've enjoyed it. We're Sitting at about an hour, I, we could go probably two more hours, but you know. Are you recording? Do we have to do this again? You think? <laughs> oh shoot! Guys. Oh no! I'm, no, I'm kidding. I've been watching. I've been making sure. Good. And if this isn't recording, that's a really elaborate for not recording. So, uh, any, it's just a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah this is yeah, this is just YouTube. Any other final points about either football or basketball that you guys either want to go on the record before the debut of a game called Yay or Nay? I'll say this. I do think, and I get upset, too, from the fan perspective about the success of the programs, but I think sometimes we do forget we are kind of fortunate to have two programs that are at worst competitive and at best have a chance to compete for conference titles. You know, I think, I think K-State fans were pretty used to being successful. I'm, I always say, like, I'm spoiled as a football fan. My first game was a Copper Bowl. You know I mean? Like, I don't – you talk about your dad pod and that kind of stuff. 96? Like, like, yeah. I think that's the first well, game I remember. 93, yeah, 93 was a Copper Bowl. The cotton Bowl. Oh, uh, what is wrong with you? I said cotton, I think. I thought you said cotton. Oh, um, uh, okay. I just, I just mumble. Was no, I heard copper. copper. No, you said I copper. I argue about it. I heard it. copper. You're I heard right. Copper. I but I, I do think, I, you know, we get a little spoiled. And then, you know, Flanders, we talk about basketball. All he knew was, you know, Beasley and Pullman and Gruder. And, like, it's not always that way. I'm not telling people lower your expectations. That's not what I'm saying. Don't lower. I think lower. we should raise them. I mean, yeah. There's nothing wrong with raising them. But that's okay with – it's okay to know, too, that the success that these programs have is kind of unique and, and pretty good. That's, not, I guess, my little soapbox thing. Yeah, but that's – but I could talk forever now because you just said it. Some people will listen to that and say, oh, he says just be happy. No, that's not my point. You should want more. You should strive to win everything. But I, you can do that and also appreciate the success that's been had. Well, and everything you said is not wrong. We are spoiled. We had <laughs> K-State achieved the single greatest thing in the history of college athletics when we won the Big 12 in both football, basketball, and never. baseball in the same year. Yeah. There has never been a better feat in the history of college sports. So we are spoiled Wouldn't in that UCLA, sense. nope. No, that's nope. not even close. <laughs> because you know what? It's not just one program. You right. know, any, any team can have have, you know, like 15 conference titles in a row in, in basketball. That's nothing. Who cares about that? <laughs> right. Talk to me if you can win the three major sports in the same year. Yeah. yeah. Put I your mean, billboard up on I-70 for that. Yeah, not, you I know, mean, not all these, you, you know, know what? Eventually those are going to go away. They're going to get vacated. But, right. you know, the trouble <laughs> is going to live forever. <laughs> so good. Grant, anything before yay or nay? Nothing. Okay, nothing. So we are going to debut a game of yay or nay. We'll do all four, four of us. Flando, you got to get in. Yeah, Flando, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll go around the horn. We'll, we'll start every everyone. We'll go Matt, Grant, Flando, and then myself. Uh, and you can editorialize. We don't have any time limits. But these are some fun, uh, you know, yay or nay type uh, questions that I came up with. And I enjoy all of these. So the first one are two-tone basketball jerseys. I will say yay 
But my editorializing is I would create an all-lavender uniform and an all-dark purple. I like them, but I think they should have just more regular versions of them, too. Extreme yay for the two-tones. They're beautiful. I wish we could wear them every game. I didn't really enjoy them at first, but uh, extreme yay now. No, okay, I love okay, them now. Okay. I do love them now. All right, so, so Flando has gone the other way. And I do think Matt's point about doing both colors as well is important. They should do that. I am big yay, and I agree with the dark purple because there's some history there. I don't necessarily want to see the all lavender um, because it, I, I just like yeah. the history there. And if, if someone told me that, hey, the NCAA said never, you don't get a right. waiver, then maybe I would think about it because I love the lavender color. But I, I love the history. I love throwbacks, and I really enjoy that they did it right because – if you guys recall, K-State basketball has tried that a couple times, two or three different times. Uh, hold on. What, Another folks, round? tweet me real quick. Yeah. What beer should I get? Now, this isn't live. <laughs> not live. Yeah. Uh, He's uh, making a decision. A, I just commentate the background. Yeah, we have a oh, he's, I'll, I'll, do thinking. I'll do that one. I'll do that one. See, you guys just heard me <laughs> deliberate live on the pod. But I, I like the history, and we have those dark purple. Dr- I, I would love to see that. But see, man, that, there's there's something about those live. And I think that's why I say it. I love the two tones too, but I want to see, you know, the, the Steve Henson, Ski Jones, you know, block Kansas State with those dark purple shorts. I guess I just want to see those. So more or less me not wanting to see the two-tones, I would also like to see something from that To get it expanded, yeah. 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 And the script Wildcats, oh, yeah. uh, yep. I would love to see those. You could definitely uh, use more designs, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Out, I know Nike, I know you guys listen. I see, I see it, all these subscribers. Are they yeah. They subscribe from yeah. Oregon. I know you guys listen. So uh, get with Bruce on it, and uh, let's make it happen. Uh, the next one, the white camo football helmets. Yay. Yay or nay? I love it. Yay. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Oh. I love them, but I'm going to say nay. We've got an 0-2 record with them, and oh, it doesn't okay. match the uniform. If yeah. we wore them with whites, it would be insane. It would be beautiful. Or throw in some white pants. Mm-hmm. It doesn't match the uniform. It looks weird. The helmet itself, amazing. But I feel like we can do more. I'm going to go nay here. And we've lost oh. both games. We've lost yeah. both games with them, so I just, they're look tainted. At the, look at the grants together. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, my name is, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't love them. I, I don't think they look amazing. I think Ooh. the camo is oh a little gosh. too subtle. Whoa. You can barely see it. Might as well just be all white Do you white not understand helmets. what camo is might supposed to do? Well, <laughs> might as well just be all white helmets. I used to think it was marble, not camo, when I first saw it. But I, like, but I liked it. I don't know. Look, yeah. I like the helmets themselves, but it's yeah. like, let's actually make the jersey match maybe yeah well, i, I think the jersey's fine i think you're correct well, wear white, them away white, every white time would i would awesome. freak out if we wore them I, with our I, am, I am a hard gay just because anything if i yeah, if yeah. you think back on it in our our lifetime so the the youngins not matt but mm-hmm. that's the only the silver power cat helmet's that's the it. only helmet we know yeah in the hit and, and then also as a chiefs combo fan They've won a couple games through the old Texas logo on there during the AFL stuff, but I've only seen my football teams wear like two helmets almost exclusively my entire life. It is, it just, it's boring. And that's that's the truth. There's no creativity to it, and that's why I think they could have gone more creative in what they did with the camo helmets. And I know that's just not K State, and that's just not what they do. But how about some matte black? Like that? Oh one, yeah. I mean, what, yeah. That's what I want. 
I would take literally anything different. Like, anything. At this but point. I, I do agree with Grant, not Flando. Flando, too. But, yeah, what, with white pants, it'd be amazing. Totally Oh, agree. we need yeah. white pants. And then, also, the recruits, by the way, loved the white. They wore the white helmet. White helmet probably with the white eight, jerseys, Probably, too. I bet 80% of the photos you see those recruits choose to tweet out are, you have white helmet, white jersey. And, and I don't yeah. think. Jerseys don't matter to recruits, though. No, that stuff matters. It's probably not the deciding yeah. factor, but it anyone matters. who says Absolutely. that it doesn't it matter. Of course it matters. Is, and it, we talk about NCAA football, like, before we started, you know, this podcast, like, I would pick teams in my dynasty based on, like, their jersey combinations. Same. You know? Same. I mean, that stuff matters. I know it's different than a college recruit, but if you think they don't care about that stuff, you're, you're no, that's crazy. that's absolutely, like, like, a powerful recruiting tool. Yeah, absolutely care about that stuff. Uh, here, here's one that this podcast has been very passionate about, playing Wichita State in basketball, yay or nay? Yay. I'll be interested, you know, to get into this, but um, I just don't like Wichita State. I lived in Wichita when they got hot, and um, the you know the bandwagon grew so fast. I just so selfishly I want to see K State play them and beat them. So yay! I'll say nay because they don't really deserve the time of day. We can play better teams. No, I like that too. I'll say yay, and I, I I'm not a hater on Wichita State. I just want to see two solid coaches, two solid teams going at it against each other. And, uh, yeah, I still think Wichita State's relevant. So I am the hardest nay in the world. Um, I was I, – I, I warmed up to the idea. I was like, all right, you know, it, it's a good team. Let's do it. We're, we're a lot better. But the fact of the matter is the biggest snake in college basketball currently, Greg Marshall, he spent – 10 years crying about the in-state schools not playing him, saying he'll play anyone, anytime, anyways, and then he moves the goalposts. Oh, sure it's, it's, oh, yep. no, I'm, I'm not going to come to Manhattan. I, you need a return game. And then it's like, oh, I won't do a two-for-one. It's, oh, I don't want to play in uh, Kansas City. And then it turned into, oh, now I need the home-and-home. Home. It needs a start here. And then when K-State called the bluff every single time, what happened then all of a sudden it's like, eh, it just doesn't work for us. And he had his chance. They they went to him. They offered home. They offered away. And so I, at this point, I just want to say screw it and never even like, think that's about good, them again. That's a, a very good argument. I mean, you almost got me convinced to go nay. But, I, I mean, because you guys probably know, they had it done this year. Like, they were yeah. – K-State was convinced they were playing them this year. And Wichita State, you're right. Anytime, anybody, any place, except unless we're not really good – and and you're kind of good and yeah, yeah. so no I, I just want to do it just to see K State beat them but I think whether they deserve it or not you guys are right they don't deserve it. And, they don't and, deserve it Flando and, and, and another thing <laughs> we're on your team now yeah and another thing and I know you guys uh, have a lot of access to the basketball. Uh, program. So if I have one request to you guys, it would be to talk to them and tell them to put all these schools that they tried to schedule on blast. Yeah. You know, we hear the rumors of, oh, they went out and talked to all these Big Ten teams. They talked to some more SEC teams, some you know higher-end Big East and A-10 teams. Put them on blast because fact of the matter is there are some fans who are still complaining about this schedule. If right. you truly went out there and if they turned you down, put them on blast and publicly shame them. That's what you gotta do. That's the name. More of the public game. shaming is what we need, Flando. Yes, yeah. <laughs> honestly, and make sure to at them. Use their Twitter handle and just pu- publicly shame them instead of saying, "Hey, we tried to do something and it didn't work out." So we know who to go after. There's no reason why we don't play Nebraska in basketball. Right. Well, that actually, that's a yay or nay a little bit later. But there are a lot of relatively local schools that there's no reason we shouldn't be playing. If they're turning us down, 
Put them on blast. True local. Let's get me and Matt up to East Lansing, my stomping grounds. Let's go watch a K-State Michigan State okay. basketball game. All right, so the official offer is out. It's out Tom, there, guys. Tom Izzo, if you don't accept to play K-State in basketball in the 2019-2020 season, you're a coward and uh, just a fraud. You are a coward and a fraud. Uh, listen to him, <laughs> Coward and a fraud. And play a fraud. the Cats. Oh, oh, you scored. I can't believe it. I thought K State was going to oh, get that man. stop. No, I yeah, mm-hmm. I never thought that. That was a really disappointing yeah. game. All right, so the next one: Thursday night football games, yay or nay? I'm a yay again. I love that stuff, man. I love that Auburn game. I remember being a kid, just being you know geeking out at Florida State and Virginia on Thursday night. K State, KU. I love it. I, I if I'm going to go further, I don't think they need to have games on every night. But give me Thursdays and Saturdays. Heck yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a hard yay, too, as a guy that likes to watch Thursday night games, like, in my spare time. But also going, like, if we had another Thursday night game, I'd be all for it. It doesn't hurt my my schedule. is super flexible, so it doesn't really affect me, and I think it adds to the atmosphere. So yeah. I'm a yay. A hard yay. The more the football, the more the merrier, the more the better. Um, I also like NFL games on Thursday. If that's a hot take. I don't know. No, it's not a hot take. I love Thursday night football. I love coming home from work. You know, grabbing a growler from one of, you know, favorite breweries or popping open a delicious six-pack from Tallgrass, uh, watching games. I love going to them. I love going to any night games. I love the exposure. And I'm against you. I love nothing more than maction on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. <laughs> Give go. me all yeah. the maction. Give me some <laughs> SWAT games. Give me anything. Give me Tuesday and Wednesday night footballs. And I actually think that the MAC and some of these smaller conferences should go it's farther. Them. Yeah. They should go farther and play almost exclusively on those nights because back then matter those schools are not bringing in a massive attendance anyways uh you know i think that they should go all in on that marketing uh going back to it uh this is another football question timing 11 a.m football games yay or nay nay uh from a job perspective it's pretty cool because um you know game be over at two might be done working by six or seven and just watch games and hang out but it's not about me. You know, it's about everybody and about the atmosphere. So, nay, there's nothing less less exciting than 11 a.m. kickoff. I pretty much align with you there. Nay. Um, takes away from the whole, like, holistic atmosphere. It's yep. just no good. Uh, yeah, nay as well. And a little I, – I, I like 3 o'clock games, even for working. Uh, because, yeah, 11 o'clock is nice because we get off earlier, but – it's still it's it's early as heck for me. I'm still the kind of guy. It's hard to get playing to these places on time. So yeah, but uh, but I still you know once the game gets going, then I'm all especially all, all eyes. Especially in the fall, I love those two thirty games when it's like dark at six. Yep, it's getting oh, yeah. dark at six, and you start it's at two thirty. Like you... ninety eight Nebraska, your mind pictures that game as being a night game because of how it finished, but it was day for the vast majority. Oh, of yeah, it, that, you know? that, that's yeah. a great a great point. Uh, for the most part, nay. I would prefer ESPN at 11 a.m. than ESPNU at 6. Uh, yeah. I, I like the exposure part of it, but, I, I, you know, ma- mainly nay on this one. Uh, the next one, grown adult men wearing jerseys in public. You skipped mine. Oh, t- I'll, I'll put, get back to it. I'm sorry. That's a good one. I tossed one in. Yeah, sorry. I, I will go back to it. I do have it on my list. I'll go back to that. But grown adult men wearing jerseys in public. I'm going to say nay, but I've done it. I mean, it's been a long time. Uh, does that count like at a game? 
Uh, no, a bar, I, a bar when a game's going on. I'll just, I'll, I'll say outside of sporting events. Totally, totally nay. Um, a funny thing always used to bug me, you know, I did a lot of retail, we talked about that. It was, I, I hate being at Target on a Sunday and a guy rolls in in his Tiki Barber Giants jersey and his Giants hat. I'm like, they're playing right now. You know, like, why are you this big of a fan? They're playing right It used to drive me crazy, but I would say nay in general. Uh, but at, at a game, I'd do it, you know. I've actually been thinking about getting a, a K-State football jersey, yeah. but I'll say yay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, nay, unless it's at a bar and that team is on the TV and you're cheering for them and stuff. Yeah, nay. I, I've, I've gone nay almost full-fledged. I've gone I, – I was a Jersey guy, like, all through, like, elementary. And then I, I, I got to the point where, you know, I wear almost a polo to almost every game. But I see, like, some of these guys wearing – jerseys and they're like 55 years old i'm like eh, mm-hmm. i don't know i could do without it uh but you know i i don't i mean don't base your decision on me that's what's my the most day. obscure jersey you owned as a kid uh so this is a, it's a chief's jersey and i i remember this vividly i i would i bought so many chief's jerseys i had a ton i had you know t- a ton of tony gonzalez dante all this stuff right but i saved up all my lawn mowing money as a kid, and I came down to the decision of a Derek Johnson jersey. He just got drafted yeah. and turned out all-time league tackler, a Chiefs legend. He'll be in the Chiefs Hall of Fame, maybe even borderline NFL Hall of yeah. Fame. I don't know. But I went a different route. I went with Patrick Sertain because they traded for him. Because in all my Madden dynasties, I would always trade a second-round draft pick for Patrick Sertain. He ended up being <laughs> mediocre at best. But uh, like that's that's my obscure. That's a jersey. questionable decision for sure. Yes, I had, it, it got even worse with time. I had uh, my best one. I had an Eddie jo- Eddie Jones Lakers jersey. Whoa! At one point, I wasn't a fan of either, but I think I was an Alco and like like Heston or Newton or something like that. And you know, <laughs> back then they sort of just like get the wrong stuff shipped and they don't know what to do with it. So they had an Eddie Jones jersey for like eight dollars. Like, well, I have to have that. You know, had a Marshall Falk Colts jersey for the same reason. Didn't like the Colts or Marshall Falk, but it was like eight bucks. So, Legit. yeah. God lover. Uh, Grandma got me a Matt Castle Chiefs jersey. <laughs> oh, probably my least favorite football player in all of NFL. So, yeah. I got a bunch of soccer jerseys. I don't know. I got a 1989 Arsenal jersey. That's not obscure. That's not. I, also I don't really got have a, any obscure jerseys. I got a Derek Alexander jersey for my birthday one year. My birthday's December like 27th. A, like a bucks? No, uh, the the Chiefs wide receiver. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. kind of obscure. And then yeah. he got cut shortly yeah. after. So uh, we ended up taking off the name on the back because I, I believe he was number 82. Mm-hmm. And then it was just a blank Dante Hall jersey. Um, so the next one, the next one, and this is something that Grandpa and I apologize for moving past it. Neutral site non-conference games. Yay or nay? Man, I'm probably too easy to please. I would say I would say yay again. Um, not my preference necessarily, but it could be a pretty special atmosphere, I think, if you can do that. So if you think about playing Mizzou, you know, an Arrowhead or something like that, Ooh, um, that'd be yay. Fun. Give me a yay. I take yay. I mean, they're super entertaining to watch, like, as a neutral. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be in one. I, I, I don't like to take away from, like, our home, our home schedule, but... Like, if we were playing Mississippi State somewhere in a neutral site that was, like, kind of in between. I mean, not Mississippi State. That's probably a bad example. But, yeah, like, yeah, Mizzou and Arrowhead would be Dallas, the same. I guess. Yeah, yeah give, me, uh, give me yay. It, there's K-State fans all over the country. You go to a neutral site, there's probably a K-State fan in that. More than one K-State It'd fan. It'd be fun because we would still have hope at that time. So yeah. the atmosphere would be good. It wouldn't be like a, 
like a shitty bowl game, you know, <laughs> where it's like we're seven and five. It'd be like, all right, we're both two and zero. Oh, let's we're uh, gonna hammer this Josh Rosen. Yes, yeah, it'd be awesome. We can, we can swear on the Bosco boys. That's right. right. I, I forgot. <laughs> like you don't have to do yeah, it all you don't the time. Have to. <laughs> I, I'm going to go nay. I like going to different campuses. Uh, I enjoyed going to Nashville until the actual game. I enjoyed going to Palo Alto. I, uh, You know, it would be cool, I guess, to play, you know, Auburn and Dallas one-off. But, you know, it would have oh, been Oh, I mean, much... like, an out-and-out away game is cooler to go to for sure. Yeah. But I like just objectively, I mean, if, like, if, watching if giving, neutral site games. If you're giving me a one-off, hey, Notre Dame wants to play, and they want to either do it in Kansas City or Chicago. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Then okay, yes. But I'd much rather them bust their you know pretentious asses into Manhattan, and then, now the floodgates are open. Yeah. Oh, you know? oh sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad one. Or, no, or go been, up and, and okay. go up and uh, see South Bend. So. I'm going to go nay. The next one, this goes along with the grown men wearing jerseys. What about men wearing visors? I, full disclosure, I tried to be a visor guy once upon a time. I, know, I just struggle with hats in general. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say nay. Probably out of jealousy more than anything that I couldn't do it myself. Nay. Nay, visors are bad. I mean... Nay, exactly what you just said. I, I tried really hard to be a visor guy, but I couldn't pull it off, so I'm going to go nay I as heard well. jorts are cool again. Is that true? Nats told me that? Patrick Mahomes made jorts cool again. I heard you do that. Is that true, Finders? You would know. They're cool on you, Matt. Oh, that seems like a trick. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. Uh, here's the next one, and thank you to the Supreme Court of the United States. What about gambling on sports legally? Yay or nay? Yay, yay all day, man. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Not something I really do, but yay, I'm all for it. I don't do a lot of I played a little bit of, I don't even know what the side it was last year during college football season, where you can bet tiny little amounts on prop bets and scores for court. It just, it just makes it more fun. I think, yeah, if you have a problem and you're putting, you know, thousands of bucks down, but heck yeah, put that out there. You say, did you say legally or illegally? I said legally. Oh, then yeah, yay. What about illegally? Either what way. about illegal? Well, I mean, nay, because you might as well make it legal, yay. But oh, like, there you go. Editorialize it. <laughs> I, I, uh... I, I, I've done it illegally. I'm very happy that hopefully not this football season, but the following, I'll be able to do it legally. Do you ever do the bet against your team idea? So, I, so I'll just, full disclosure, the last wager I made was K-State Vanderbilt, and I thought, oh, my gosh, we're going to blow them out because I think the line opened at 6.5. Trigger it again. I put, a, I put quite a bit of money on it, and then after that, I was just like, oh, nope. Because I never bet on K-State. It's just like, yeah. you know, they have a great record against the spread usually, but yeah. that's the only time I've ever done it. I haven't made a wager since, and it broke me. It just broke me. Um, reference this. What about playing schools who left the Big 12, yay or nay? I I say yay. Again, this needs to be a positive guy, but I want to play Nebraska. I want to play A&M. I want to play Colorado. I want to play Missouri. Like, uh, I think – I think I believe the Big 12 is safe and strong enough that they didn't succeed and not that they were trying to kill the league necessarily, but since I don't think there's any risk of, you know, falling apart because of them leaving, yeah, I want to see us play those schools. Yay. If they're good, yay. Absolutely. I mean, I think if you're saying nay, you're giving them too much credit. Like, yay, 100%. Who cares? Play them if they're good. I'm with you, yay. I'm yay in basketball, nay in football. I, I don't want to play Nebraska again because their AD came out and said, okay, if the Big Ten is going to go back to eight conference games, we want to schedule these games so our fans can have close road trips again. That triggered me big time. If that's something you care about, then 
you know. Should have stayed then. Yeah. I, yeah, I, they hate, I, mean, I tell you what, you know, Nebraska, they hate their road trips. They have, they have nothing as far, you know, Iowa, but, I mean, they have nothing as far as close games, rivalries, and it, it does. I think those schools got to regret that a little bit. I mean, and that, they probably made the right move, but I, mean, I miss the old days so bad, so Spe- bad. Speaking yeah. of conferences, expanding the Big 12 with realistic candidates, yay or nay? I'm going to say nay. Um, I think you, you, it's so hard to find people that really add value to the league. Um, there are, of course, some, but I, I'll say nay. I think the way it is is pretty good. Uh, I'm like 50-50. I, there is but, no but riding the, yay, the fence. But the yay, like if I were to say yay, I don't really have good reason, so I'm going to say nay basically for everything that Matt just said. I'm going to piss again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i got to do that same exact thing. <laughs> Oh, if you want. But uh, I'm going yay, and I'm going the fact I think you can find two good candidates. Let's get it back to 12 and be a real big 12. I say nay because I love double round robin in basketball, and I love round robin in football. Yep. Uh, we expanded uh, We expanded to having the championship game in football. I honestly don't really like that. I understand I'm with you. Money. I wouldn't have it. I mean, well, I mean, it's it's money. I yeah. get it. It's an extra game, more publicity. But I, I, you know, I love round robin, double round robin. So, do we want to pause so we can all take this? I, we can keep talking. I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I don't you guys care. Just have a I mean, conversation. Yeah, I mean, Grant, Grant just yeah. went off. I mean, he has a... He just bailed. Yeah, he, he just bailed. He's That's not fine. here right now, so we could just go... Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. we could talk about, you know, yeah. the, the the creative and all the talent for Bosco's boys. It's me, not... And now Flanders. Oh, and Flanders. Oh, man, I mean, both, both Grants are gone. I'm we'll going to steal a fry. Yeah, let's talk about the, the, the conference thing, because I do think it's interesting. I, It's... It's real easy to say, yeah, man, get back to 12, get Arizona, Arizona State. That all sounds well and good, but it, is, is it better than what the Big 12 has right now? If you were going to do it, we, me and Derek Young were driving back from a camp in Salina yesterday, and we were like, shoot, if you're going to do it, you know, get get the Pac-12 involved and had two, have two 10-team leagues, more or less, that are just two almost independent 10-team leagues, still play around Robin, and then you play your championship game against the Pac-12. That's easy to say, but that'd be great. But other than that, I, I don't yeah, think need that to. that would be great. I don't know if you're going if you're the Pac-10, if you're going to be able to kick two teams out. Right, that'd be tricky. Uh, yeah. That would be tricky just legally. Um, I, I just, I've fallen in love with double round Robin and round Robin. If you're going to do something like that, that's cool. But it's almost to the point where, you know, why even call it a conference championship game? We added right. the championship game, and at that point, you're almost limiting both conference from expanding into college football playoffs. So yeah. I've really just fallen in love with Double Round Robin. Yeah, it's weird saying you're the Big Ten uh, with or the Big 12 with 10 teams, but, you know. Isn't, I, it, isn't it weird how you get used to that, though? Like, at first, I thought this was so ludicrous, and now I don't even... I don't even think about it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. hell, the Big Ten hasn't had ten teams Ever. since like the, yeah. since Nam, you know, ninety four. Yeah. Whenever Penn State joined, so I don't think it really matters. Um, Grant, we just kind of you know expanded time out conferences. We're going to filibuster until Flanders comes back, so we can keep Yair Nay going. He doesn't miss anything. Do you have anything more to put in there? I just have the smallest bladder or <laughs> the biggest prostate. I don't know. It's. <laughs> Either I can't one. stop peeing. But, I mean, you were after it last night. You know, you're uh, it's just getting that stuff out of your system. Right. The good new stuff's right. pushing out the battle. I was stuff. absolutely after it last night. Yeah. So, on that, if you were going to bring back two schools to the Big 12 of the four that have left, which two would you Ooh. bring back? And I'm not going to let uh, you kick out current teams right. because that's not realistic. No, so, Nebraska, Missouri would be the two I'd bring back. Right, Grant, what yep, about you? Yep, same. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same, although it would be fun. 
to just leave Nebraska on an island, bring back Colorado, just for the hell of it. I think that I just I you know I'm I'm a little brother. I hate Nebraska. I oh, oh yeah. I mean, I just hated how they came into the statement. You know, there's maybe been like what two games in the history of that same that there are more K-State fans than the We've shouted out a lot of, like, what's our, like, worst losses we've ever had. Okay, uh, 2009, Nebraska has got to be top five for me. I forget about, about that. The, just uh, the Taylor, Taylor Martinez. Martinez is, that was 2010. Bought. That was sorry, 2010. Home. Although, 2009, a that was game, a Thursday night game, too, wasn't 2009 it? was the yes. game where we went to. I, I skipped classes, stood yeah. in line the entire game, was front row of ICAT, got completely demolished, and I threw a bottle of Sprite, I believe, into a tuba player's open tuba horn <laughs> when they started blasting Go Big Red right in front of the student section. I was, uh, that, was that was a horrible, that young, was one of the young worst manager teams. at the Manhattan Target, assistant manager, and, um... Assistant I, manager or assistant to the manager? Assistant to the manager, <laughs> correct, yes. And, um, and um, I remember that game really well because I, you know, my boss was pretty good at getting me off for games, but Thursday night was my closing night at Target, couldn't get off, and I remember, you know, Checking the score on my phone, and I think K State went up maybe up three nothing in that game on a field goal or something like that. And I remember I thought K State was going to win. And that's why I checked from then on. It's Taylor Martinez ninety yard touchdown, and I was oh. I was crestfallen. That was that was bad. Yeah. Uh, now that uh, the, yeah, the star, star of the pod Flando is back, uh, so the next one is a yay or nay la- live mascots. Oh yeah, yeah, yay for sure, right? I see head shaking now. I'm a hard nay. I mean, I don't really Why? see the point of live mascots. That's got to be kind of a bad. That's kind of a shitty thing to do, right? <laughs> I mean, to I mean, have you're, you're a tiger of, in a cage for a football play. game. You're worried about the animals, like you it know, seems yeah. pointless to me. What does that bring? It's just like a ma- It's literally. What about Ralphie running around? That's cool. You know. What, what about Unless the it's name, Bosco, the namesake of our podcast, Unless the original K State mascot, Bosco the dog. It's a dog. <laughs> it's not a like a tiger. I just feel like having a tiger for the sake of, like, uh, in captivity, for the sake of a football game is a little bit absurd. <laughs> when you say that sentence, it does sound crazy. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Maybe it's better for the tiger, though, honestly. Well, that's that's where I'm going to say yay. Uh, yeah, they have the tigers in the cage, but I best believe that's one of the better taking care of tigers in the country. Tigers had a great life. It's better than the, you know, the tigers being... You know, kept in captivity in China, never fed. I mean, I think Mike the Tiger's pretty happy. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no argument. <laughs> okay, uh, yay or nay. I didn't know we were bringing China in. <laughs> you know what, China, rate, review, subscribe if you guys want to come yeah. on the pod, the entire right. country. That's it's a what big, we need to do. Population. <laughs> yes, we would have to get a few more microphones, yeah. but yeah. if you want to come on, yeah. let us know. We'll try yeah. to make it happen. Uh, yay or nay, Bill Snyder, final season this year. Yay or nay. I'm just going to say nay because I've thought it has been for the last 18 years and I'm wrong every time, so nay. He's coaching until he can't. I'm saying yay because I don't think he can yeah. after this. Yeah. Nay. I Yeah, I just think he's going to stick it out for, could be another five more years. I don't know. I'm, I'm saying nay because I've been on this take for a while and it's not because I think he's going to coach more. I've said it, and I'm sticking to it until I'm proved wrong. I think he's coached his last game. I think he retires within the month. Well, within the next 30 days. That's my take. That's I'm sitting bold. on it. I have, I have no sources, but this is a take I've been sitting on. I've said it for the entirety of this pod, and until I see him running out there to play, not running, walking out there to play South Dakota, I'm going to hold on that take until I see it happen. That's fascinating. 
I'm not gonna. Well, well, I, I've said, I've said, Sean uh, Grant has disagreed with me. Uh, I've had a couple other people disagree with me on that take, but I, you know, I in, in my scenario that I've predicted, and I'm going to stick to it until I'm proved wrong. Is he steps down and Sean coaches this season with an interim tag? Uh, you know, whenever he does it easy to say it like this but it is going to be a surprise i mean the first time he did it it was really out of out of nowhere um i i don't think who knows but i don't think it's going to be a big long yep this is my last year they're going to go through 11 games or 12 games of you know celebration it will probably be a surprise and it could even be you know not not to make light of it could be health related so if it if it happened that way although at the time i'd be oh my gosh and just stunned in hindsight you think oh that that's the way it was going to happen so yeah 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 (laughs) So the next one, raspberry bean dip, yay or nay? Nay. Whoa. I have, I'm a very picky eater. I'm like, it's annoying. Yay. So, hard nay. yay. Hard yay. Low key, never had it. Many Whoa. Years. Wow. Not a picky eater, probably would enjoy it. Hey, you need to give it a try. Our way over there. The, the next one, 3D movies, yay or nay? Nay. I, I just don't need it. I mean, nay. no. Yeah, nay. Yeah, nay. I don't. Four nays. I don't. Is that a first? Four nay. Yeah, four nays. Boy bands. Yay or nay? Nay. I, I, nay. Give me a yay. <laughs> boy bands. Give nay. me some NSYNC. Oh yay! Backstreet Boys. NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, O Town, One Direction. <laughs> That's quality music right there. The, the last one for yay or nay? Man buns. Yay or nay? Absolute yay for me. Um, I tried to grow out long hair. I did have it when I lived in Nashville, and my goal was to put a ponytail on top of my head. So total yay. Absolutely. I also tried to do man bun a few years ago. If you look at my license, I have long hair. My hair is a headband. But I just couldn't. I can never make it past that stage. Yeah. Hard yay if I could. If I had the patience to pull it off, hard yay. I think there's guys that can pull it off and but it's still a name for me. I still think that you can make a joke about it, even if it looks good. Mine's a hard hard gay. I did it one time when my hair was at its longest. It's gross and greasy right now, but this is actually one of the shorter lengths my hair's been at in the last four or five years. I did it once. It wasn't long enough quite yet, but I'm all for it. Absolutely. I'm disappointed. Actually, disappointed to find out what nay on this. I haven't given him a little time on this pod, I don't think. And nay? Yeah, I've been waiting for you to bully him all this whole time. Authenticity. They do. They do. Yeah. (laughs) I think you could do it, Flano. It could be, you could have one. I, I think Flana, you would. Wouldn't he look great? I, Where's Nats? Let's get Nats in on this. Nats, here. If Nats was here, she could tell. I, and I'll say that Flana, I'm. You would know. Is she in a man once? I don't know, actually. I mean, yeah. No. yeah. I, I don't think there's any hairstyle Flano couldn't pull oh, off. I, agree. I think. I mean, borderline male model. Over yeah, there. well, I tell you what, you saw it on the Twitter, right? Maybe they asked the most attractive like person. Oh, yeah, How about it. This is easy. It's Flando. Oh yeah, you know, you know, I think we have a little beef with a uh, Johnny Kurtz because I think the runaway most attractive guy. I think the two big, three big contenders. I, I think it is you know Flando one, oh, yeah. probably Dy number two, and Matt's close three. Uh, I mean, it's all KSO. <laughs> it's all KSO. Uh, well, They're the yeah. hotties, man. What about Nelly? What about- I don't know if you've seen Nelson. In, in the only, yeah, I haven't, I haven't met Nelson, but that's only because us here at Bosco's Boys were not considered media members. Correct. I mean, uh, you guys going to get credentialed, though? You can try. I mean, what are they going to say? No? 
Yeah, you know. He said HD dude, the bald guy. Oh, yeah, Brian. Brian Smoller, that's yeah. a handsome dude. No, I agree. I oh, agree. Bri- Brian's a handsome dude, too. Uh, I think Kurt's probably a good looking guy, right? Is yeah, well, I'm beefing with Kurt's right <laughs> yeah. now. We're beefing, so no. We're, we're beefing with Kurt's, and he doesn't listen, so it doesn't matter. So oh, that's, that's probably I'm why. Then, that's know? probably why. And yeah. I won't say anything about his co host. I'm glad he's leaving. Uh, <laughs> he did say something, I feel. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, you caught me. So the next game we're going to do is a either or hy- hypothetical. This goes almost hand in hand with the Bosco's Boys draft pod. Uh, so there's a couple good ones. You've touched on a couple uh-huh. of these battles. So the first one we have on there, two of my guys, Chris Canty or <laughs> Terrence Newman. You have we, to take one. I, I'm, a, I'm a very pro- proactive, no, pro- loud, proud. Uh, <laughs> loud and Chris, proud. Chris Canty guy, a better career. And Newman's 0-2 season was amazing. Probably the best of those guys, but I mean, you could argue Candy's '95 was better. Led the country in picks, um, and he had three years kind of like that. So Chris Canty, I'm going Terrence Newman. Um, if I had to choose between two, I'm, I'm going Terrence because Terrence play on both sides of the balls. He's going to return <sighs> Thorpe Award winner. I mean, that senior season, I can't think of a better. And I, and I will say this. I, I misspoke a little bit. So this is either or hypothetical. Take a player in today's game. Uh, Does that right, change anything? Right. I you're apologize. plugging him into the team he now. He's plugging into if the team now. Player now. I apologize. Uh, I'm a bad I would game change. host. I would take Newman. It's an example, too. I had to say the game has changed. And I think Newman proved his longevity. But just the, the length, the size. He was a better athlete. I, you know, it's a great – we get the LeBron Jordan talk. There's two different things. Like, you know, I think Kenny had a better career. And was you know, but I think Newman was probably a more gifted, better player. That's exactly what I was going to say to go with Newman, though. Still, like I, I still yeah, I think Newman. yeah, and and I I agree with everything you said. If if it's in today's game, I do take Newman. But if you're saying who had the better career, who was the better player at K State, then yeah. it, I would go with Canty. So yeah. I apologize for not. Woo. You know, we're on give, the same page now. Yes, <laughs> yes, we're all on the same page. So here's one, and this was talked about earlier. You're Either plugging, or you're, plugging into today, Mark Simino versus Arthur Brown. Oh my gosh, I, I, I didn't know this was coming. Um, I'll take Arthur Brown. I love Mark Simino. He's one of my favorite players of all time. He, again, better career, and he could play against the pass. But Arthur Brown border, had borderline, you know, safety coverage skills at time. I just think so much more versatile. Give me Arthur Brown if I'm starting a team today. I know what you're going to say. I'm Prove starting a team today. Yeah. I looked this up because I had the argument for Arthur Brown for a long time. Yeah. I looked up, like, statistically, stacked them together, like, their combine, all their speed. Literally, Mark Simino is superior in everything. He's, That's crazy. He's bigger, faster. He's stronger. Mm-hmm. He has, he's a faster 40. He's a faster shuttle. He was better NFL player for he's a long time, too. He's literally better at everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to lead to my boy Thur, but <laughs> I'm going Mark Simino because he's probably the best linebacker we've ever had, and he does translate to today's game. He's so good. <laughs> yeah, I think Retro's got me on the Mark Simino uh, bandwagon as well. And just, you listening to you, I can't believe you took Arthur Brown. I think you did it because you knew other answers coming around. You wanted to be different. I mean, Arthur Brown is arguably my favorite player of all time. Like, he was by far and away our best player on the team, like, when I was in school. And he transformed a defense with, like, I mean... <laughs> 
I'm not going to say a bunch of scrubs, yeah. but he elevated oh, those guys yeah. to another level. I, well, and, and because you said that, I am saying Arthur Brown, and I think that he is able to transform a defense. I think he was able to run around the field. And this might be biased. I've gone back and watched games where Seminole was playing, but I saw it with my own eyes in person. Arthur Brown playing versus today's offenses. I know he can do it, and that's why you have I'm to going with Arthur Simino Brown. Yeah. And you know Brown can do you, it. You can yeah. look at the combine stuff, but you know, until I mean, I've I've seen it, and I also it's right with you. When I found out Arthur Brown and Bryce and Chris Harper were transferring to K State, that's probably one of the most happy, like the happiest exciting. I've been. You know, outside of games, it was. I used to see him amazing. at the library all the time. He was a great student. A great student. I think if you could inject Bill Snyder with true ceremony just have him hang out with us and talk. I think he would call Mark Simino the most perfect player he's ever had. I really believe, I think Simino was, I mean, I just got the sense from hearing him talk about him. I think you go, that guy did not make mistakes. And as, you know, as Grant said, just a, a, a fantastic Free athlete. athlete. Yeah. Yeah. All right, this one, next one, Personal guy. is actually, so, I think, a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think this, this next one's a little bit easier if you could take uh, Tyler Lockett or Kevin Lockett. Who do you plug it, in? It's Tyler. Yeah, I yeah. want to say Kevin, but Tyler's better. I mean, Tyler. Yeah. I, I yeah. I'm gonna go Kevin. Okay. I, I, I think he's got better hands, and that's what I'm. He going did have on. better hands. I was just about to say with yeah. today's offense, I think we have some guys who can stretch the field, go deeper. I think I'm going to take Kevin, who was a bit more of a possession guy. He had the better hands, more of a for sure thing. And I think you know, especially if if it ended up being Delton. I think, you know, Kevin is going to be able to run those routes a little bit better closer to the line of scrimmage. See, that's I'm funny because t- I think Tyler was, like, one of the best route runners I've ever seen. Yeah, but if, if you look back at the routes he ran, he was running posts and flies. He wasn't coming back to the line. He wasn't a lot. He did a couple screens, but it was deeper. Give me that speed. But, hey, that, that's fine. Maybe, I, yeah. maybe, speed, I was, maybe I was trying to be contrarian. Who no, knows? I like it. <laughs> You'll never know. Yeah. Uh, the next. Never know. I like this one a lot, actually. Yeah, this, is, it's a, like, this is actually a good one. Random. Uh, Darren Howard or Jordy Nelson, and then the people who got at us, we we left Jordy Nelson off the draft, Bob. We did not consider it him. It was the right choice. Yeah. I remember hearing that. Yeah. Well, it's just he played down one. to the rules. I yeah, mean, it, and, if, and if we, we were picking we all-time wide beef. receivers. We got some beef on that because he did technically play a year under Snyder, but, yeah. you know, a lot of people – for the record, it was some great. No equates him with his agree. career. With for the record, I think Jordy's our season. second best wide receiver of all time. I agree, I but him. again, you know, the rules are rules. So for this, I should have cheated in the draft and taken Jordy. And, and I, w- I, was, I wouldn't have fought, fought with yeah. you, but all right. So here it is for this team: Howard or Nelson. That's a great, great question. I've been sitting, you know, as you guys have been talking, I've been trying to steal this time to it's think so about hard, it. Hard, honestly. Um. I, I, I keep going back to Darren Howard. I think being able to rush the passer in today's game is so important. They don't have anybody in who I have faith in to do that at a consistent level. Give me Darren Howard, but you could make a as great Gosh, of a case. I honestly, I'm not ready to answer. I keep going back and forth. Right, I'll go because I am 100% Darren Howard. I think that our offense is going to find ways to score. Maybe it That's isn't no, no elite wide receiver but we have way more talent on offense than we do defense and that is it wasn't even hard for me every other one of those was harder for me than this one really yes uh, i was gonna say jordy but yeah you yeah i kind of feel like i just was sold and now he's like i was very good at freshman debate back in high school uh, yeah no like the pass rush right now especially we're talking, we're talking about k-state right now right yeah, yeah right now you need, yeah you need a guy it'd be really nice to can, plug in darren yeah. howard all right go on the record grant 
Darren Howard. Okay, there we go. They can move Howard inside on third downs and everything, too. Oh, yeah, and the yeah. jet package. It would yeah. be great. All right, so and this is the final one of players today. Take any player in the history of K-State football, put them on today's team. Who are you going with? And I'll, I'll go because I did think of this. I've, I've, I thought about this. I'm taking Terrence Newman. It comes back to in today's yep. game, having a elite athlete, a guy who can be a shutdown corner. Uh, yes, sometimes you can negate get, gate that, and we saw that with DJ Reed. You don't throw to that side of the ball field, but you are now taking away an entire side of the field. I think that that is the answer. That would be my answer as well, Terrence Newman. This is hard. Uh, I'm going to be a little different. I'm going to say Darren Sproles. Um, you know, Bishop's what I want to say. He's my favorite of all time, the greatest of all time at K-State, my opinion. But, yeah, today's game, he'd still be great. But, I, you know. I, You're just going to bump all of our running backs? I know. I, yeah, that's. Yeah. That's true. There's a lot of depth at running back for a corner all of a sudden. But I just think if, if Sproles is used in a way that he was used in the NFL, if K-State, you know, and that's a big if. But if K-State were to use him in the passing game, the return game, of course, um, Darren Sproles. You know which team he was on, right? What, the Chargers? He was on my team. Oh, yeah, that's correct, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so now I got, I mean, uh, no, team, team Scott. Yeah, hell yeah, Team, team Scott. Scott, I was going to ask you this. So it, what if I had picked uh, Newman second or first? What if I had, like, stolen Newman? I would have taken you take, Would you have taken Darren no. second? No, Really? 100%. That is surprising to me. I should have taken Terrence Newman second, and then I would have had Newman Sproles. And so I'll stupid. say this, and this isn't a recap of the draft pod. I actually think Daniel Thomas not that far away from Darren Sproles. I think it's, like, monumental gap. That's fine. <laughs> like, he's those, those, good. They're but so different, man. I mean, I, so, I, yeah. like, so I had Hickson instead. So yeah. different, but Daniel did – like in in two seasons, did more than any other running back except for Sproles. He did. And unlike Sproles, he had nothing around him. That's tr- true. Nothing. I mean, their offense was you know, everyone knew yeah. he was getting the ball every play, and they couldn't stop him. But and, you know, another guy who looked great in uniform. I'm big on this guy who looked like monsters. You know, oh, he was huge. Yeah. Daniel Thomas, man, that number. Yeah, he and good. thank goodness that you know he didn't for the way things went out didn't qualify immediately because Would've you know he could yeah. he could have saved Ron Prince's job we could, right. easily. We couldn't easily. still be having Ron Prince if it wasn't for him oh qualifying a year later. Mm-hmm. All right, but any player, I almost went Mark Seminole. I almost <laughs> uh, there's a couple of guys you could go, but I want to go with the guy you didn't go with, Michael Bishop. Let's plug him in there. Yeah, there's a couple of. Good quarterbacks, but they're still, they haven't proven that they can really, really win at a, a high, high level. So I think Bishop could do amazing things in a season like. I guess it wouldn't be bad having Michael Bishop going right. into the season. Right. Yeah, I'd I, I sure take him. Uh, the next one, the next football head coach at K State. Gary Patterson or Brent Venables? Is this who I'd prefer? Either if or you could this is if one you could choose. Brent Venables. Do you think it? Do you think Gary's more likely? The way you answered that, who would I prefer? Uh, do you think oh, it, well, I think Brent's more likely and okay. who I prefer. I'm just I, guess I, don't know, sure. I guess I don't I'm know why I asked sure. the clarification. My answer is the same for either. Um, <laughs> and now, again, you, you know, gun to my head, who's going to be more successful? Gary Patterson. Like, he's got a higher floor, uh, proven as a head coach. But this is the excitement of Brent Venables being the head coach. I would lose it, man. Like, I would have a hard time staying professional. Were you still in excited. the journalism game when the rumor of uh, Gary was no, around? Yes. No, okay. I, well, I lived in Nashville. I worked for Rivals, and I, um, I'm i not going to go. <laughs> no, I, I, no, no, I was no, just no, curious. I do have a funny story. I'm not going to throw a ton of shade, but Jeff Martin called me 
and he asked me when that came out. He's like, Matt, is this right? I said, I don't know. You know, but I remember that getting the phone call from Jeff when I, I worked for Rivals in, in Nashville. And, uh, yeah, it was crazy for sure. That would be sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was crazy. Third trigger yeah, of the pod just yeah. now. <laughs> Venables. Give me Venables, man. Uh, gosh, this is tough, honestly, but, I mean, my, it's got to be Brent. I mean, come home, Brent. Come home. Best best defensive mind of the game. Yeah. Maybe, actually, Gary Pat might be, might be the best defensive <laughs> mind of the Second game. Second best defensive. But, you know, but yeah. one of the best defensive coordinators around, one of the best recruiters in the country, yep. He's gonna bring so, he would bring so much energy Salina to Nader, the program. He's 50 miles yeah. from home. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised that we haven't just gone all out for Brent yep. at this point. And I was about to be with you guys and say Venables, but let's, let's steal a coach away from a Big 12 team. I Make would TCU love worse. if Gary came and, home. And not, and not only that, but the narrative. They have a statue for him. Right. I mean, <laughs> that would just be amazing. Yeah. I, I don't know how likely it is. Grant and I talked about this on the drive into Manhattan. Gary's he, always making these backhand comments about, about the like, fans. TCU. Yeah. You know, I, oh, I would love fan it. base in the league, right? Yeah. I mean, them were Baylor, but I mean. I mean, that's what happens. I'm yeah, good. I'm yeah. doing good. That's what happens when you're a small private school. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think we could. I, I legitimately think if Gene decided to put it all on the table, he could get either one of them. But I'm with all of you. I would go with, well, I guess not Flando. He officially said Gary. Gary. I'm saying Brent. You want a guy it's a win-win, but You want a guy who's going to hike his pants up 78 times a game Brent. on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> I like Gary. Come on. Yeah. All right, uh, the next one, This I think this is easy. It should be a sweep. Final four in either men's basketball or football. Preference, you mean? Or? Yeah, preference. Football. Football. It's got to be football. Basketball. Whoa, not a sweep. Yeah. Football, and then I think it's it's. I think we all agree. Speak up if you don't. More likely is basketball. Correct. And yeah, and I it's just a more open I just tournament. Think, yeah, I mean they're both be great, but exactly. I think football. I pick that because well, one football is you know what makes money for university. Basketball is too, but it's what you know people care about. And then two. Okay, there we go. Oh, stick to your gun. Well, I wanted to, but but who knows how long a Final Four will actually be around. So it could be cool yeah. just to be in there. Football is just near and dear to my heart. And I think it's hard. Harder in a no, I mean, no. Do not waver. It is one hundred and ten. It is tougher to win the Big Twelve in football than it is to go to the Final Four in the national. Because you have to be. Because to win at football, you have to, to go to the Final Four. You have to be one of the best four teams all year long in basketball. K State this year was what a top. Not to knock them, a top thirty-five team, top thirty team, and they were Loyola was not were, a top fifty yeah. team, and they made it to the final yeah. four. Yeah, trigger four. One of the, <laughs> that was one of the best basketball teams I've watched in person. Was Loyola? They were the really way good. they moved. How many did you see in person was, last year? Uh, I just mean like in general. And I was just I was so impressed watching. I thought them they looked great move. too. I, I was just yeah. like, yeah. They, they, were, they put on a clinic. I mean, they were the the old you know three A high school. I mean, we were poor. They're a bunch of white guys who knew how to move the ball around. I I don't rate them. I'm moving on. Also, I, they literally just hit everything. They hit everything. They made a lot of shots. That Stupid was Gryffindor shot, uh, scarves. I, Sister G, I hate yeah. it all. Okay, he doesn't get the Gryffindor. I don't hate Oh, it. yeah, because you're not. Watch, you've never watched a Harry I've Potter movie. I've never watched like a movie. Yeah, yeah you, seriously. <laughs> if you guys I haven't listened to any of the kids, I took yeah. it out. Yes, yeah. he did. He took it <laughs> out oh, because yeah, he, was yeah. like, he was like, this wouldn't make any sense to Matt. He's never seen a movie. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> All right, I'll ask it. Yeah, yeah we'll ask, ask it. it. Who's ask the best Marvel Chris? Chris Hemsworth, Thor, Chris Pratt, Star-Lord, or Chris Evans, Captain America? Chris Evans, Captain America. Really? No. Thor all the day. Uh, You know what? I'm a big Chris Pratt guy, but spoiler alert for Infinity War. Don't spoil anything. All I'm going to say is Star-Lord 
can f off. I'm not going to say the <laughs> f word, but he is. You, he can go to hell. Come on, man. We, that's a whole other thing we can talk about. Captain America, well, the original. The boys versus the KSO. I'm really, crew. really. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, I love that's, you know what? As it's, as it's gone on, I've really started to like Captain America a lot more, though. <laughs> yeah, I honest. love him. He's I, legit. Yes. <laughs> But Thor, come on, he's yeah. Thor's clearly the goat. I mean, well, we're talking about who would win in a battle. Yeah, Thor's gonna beat Captain America. Probably. All right, Captain we gotta was, get back Captain on track. Captain almost <laughs> picked up his, his hammer, though. I saw that. Almost Captain made his hammer move. Almost. almost, almost, yeah, almost, almost. Right, it moved. Last question. Last question of the yeah, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Last, last question of the of the hypotheticals here. If K State had a new uniform this season, football, you got mm. to choose one. Mm-hmm. Would you prefer? All black, all white, or all purple? I would say all white. Um, the only two I'm considering are the black and the, the white. But I'd say all, I would say all white with those white camel helmets. Yeah, all white. I know what Flanner's going to say. I bet my life. Yeah, I've said it so many times on the board and whatnot. All black all day. Matte black helmets, please. I would love an all black against like blackout and do like a blackout game, Mississippi State or something. Not Mississippi State. Not a, you don't want to waste yeah. a blackout at 11 a.m. No, yeah. It's a stripe out. I, I'm all white, uh, and then second would be all purple. I actually think black's a little. I want to do out. all purple. I Sorry, would love an all purple. Oh, I could. Yeah, I mean, the all purple. I'd have to see it. Princes were so bad. I thought the pants like, were so poorly executed. The pants, yeah. the, the it was literally pants the wrong didn't color. Match. Yeah, you would need matching, and then I think you need a stripe. Wise, I would actually go no power cat. I would go white numbers. Yeah, or like script it. cats. The throw. Or uh, how about yeah. some Sailor Willie? Oh, yeah, Sailor Willie, way better than Powercat. Yeah. We are an anti-Powercat podcast um, <laughs> in more ways than one. So the random questions we're going to end, we have a couple random ones. It's Mount Rushmore season. We do it a little differently than the most famous podcast that does the Mount Rushmore. We can repeat answers. Okay. Uh, but the question is the Mount Rushmore of quote-unquote K-State songs. This excludes oh, anything that the band plays. So the example I threw in there was Sandstorm is mm-hmm. a K-State song, something that people, at least K-State fans, associate with K-State sports. I can go first because I see wheels turning. I'm ready. Everyone. Okay, Grant. We'll I kind of want to go first. Yeah, okay, if we'll you let don't Grant mind. KSU go first. Okay, number one, I have to put it in, Sandstorm. How can you not? I mean, it's such an iconic basketball song. It's R.I.P. just swirled in yeah. controversy. Sandstorm. Number two, Get Ready for This by Two Unlimited. Um, the, the old jump song. Yeah. Another were, one taken away. I would love yeah. to bring that back. Um, taken away for the exact same reasons. Um, number three, this is maybe a little bit more obscure. You uh, 2 Where the Streets Have No Name. I know what about. That is that's, a sh- that's good. It's video, for, yeah. uh, that's a shout-out to Fatty for KSU, uh, the birth of Kansas State football. Whenever I hear that song, I think of that video. And then for uh, the Bosco's Boys theme song. Oh, that's I mean, good. Very well done. Uh, Sandstorm, I agree, has to be in it. I would put, I, I, I equate Van Halen right now with K-State football yeah, from them playing that, too. so I'd have that in there. Um, I would have um, the same, I didn't know the name of the song, but the one they used to play in the pregame. The Get ready one, for this. Yeah, I would have I would have that one in there. For, yep, yep, because that was so much for that time. And then I'll put a, this is a bad answer, but this would be different. But I would take I would take We Ready. I remember oh, playing of course. that for you know. O2, I don't even need to do my mom. for for, o, for you know O two U S C couple o, out there O two Nebraska. Though, that was just a I mean, rare time. And then switching yeah. that song up, and that was really good. So yeah, those would be my L Robers. Hey, yeah. hey Willie, We Ready. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's a good one. So 
Uh, R.I.P. to Skits. Sandstorm, we ready right now in the Bosco boys. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Love the Bosco's boys love. I'm going... Uh, I'm going to try to do a couple different ones. Stand up for the champions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah. Battle without honor or humanity. That is the old tunnel dance on the. Da, da, da. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's battle without right. honor. No idea the name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Joker and the Thief, the yep, song that has taken the jump. The you read, I do like that for a kickoff song. I thought about too. that I do one like too. it. Yeah, yeah, so, and then the, and then the final one. Yeah, eh, hold on. I'm trying. I'm actually trying to see if there's another question. No, I'm going to wait to say that one, and then I'll just say uh, uh, one vision, the Queen song. Yeah, it's part that. of it's part of Snyder pregame music, and it also is featured in a men's basketball season ticket commercial in the early 2000s. I'll so, do a, a shout out to Super Corny, proud of this house. Oh, love shit. it. Honestly, I love put it. The, I should have put mean, that, that one on there. Is, I mean, I wanted I, to put that I, on, but that works better than any song with our fan base. It I does. Mean, it's a country song. Well, that honestly, box. that video is great. Yeah, th- yeah. That's the, that's one of the better videos our department does. And so. then uh, I don't know if we can count this, but Purple, get ready to roll. I know what you're talking about. Start wearing yeah. purple. A song that I wish would have caught on a little bit better. <sighs> It didn't. I like all those lists. Yeah. All right, uh, the next one. Who is the one player in any sport that transferred away that you were the most upset about? Oh, man. For me, Uh, Dom Sutton. Yeah, that was was really upsetting. I'm trying to think. Uh, I didn't even think about Dom. I'll go... uh, Marcus Foster. I was pretty sad about Marcus Foster. This isn't a this isn't a transfer away. So I'm destroying the question, but a ra- the random uh, Mark Young left early from the basketball program oh, yep. when K-State was just terrible with Asbury, and Mark Young was a borderline good player. And I thought, oh, this would be great, and then he declared early for the draft and get drafted. Um, so he uh, played somewhere else. Yeah. Mark Young. Along that line, yeah. Terry Pierce. Yeah, I was really I upset really when he left. Just, I know. But saying, saying, oh, yeah, saying the Mark Young yeah, rule, and then, like yeah. But- yeah, Jermetrius Butler, I was really sad when he left. Yeah. I, I, I hear I hear Marcus Foster, but I also just heard about like well, you know why he was leaving. Whereas it was Nigel Johnson, oh. it was for at the best. Time, I, yeah, I didn't know anything was going on with him, so I was a little disappointed with Nigel Johnson trip. Honorable mention to Daniel Sams. Hashtag Ooh, live. Yeah. How could I forget? Yeah, that's a tough one to forget. <laughs> All right, so the next one is what is your favorite win that people usually don't talk about? Not a top twenty-five win. No, uh, you know, maybe if you can go for a bowl win, but those are pretty iconic. But just an obscure win. Uh, mine, and again, because I had these questions before most of you guys, mine is 2010 versus UCF. You have the oh, yeah. world is about to end rain. I actually stood in the second row through that entire rain delay, through that tornado, got yep. drenched. I was standing there with my girlfriend at the time. Uh, you know, it, we just sat through it all, and then Carson Conqueso, he, uh, he, the Kaufman, you know, he oh, did, I just got it. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he, he made a game-winning drive. Uh, and then there's that really weird UCF dive. He's, like, trying to dive for the first down, dove out of bounds, and he was, like, seven yards short. It was pretty funny. So that's, like, an obscure win that I, you know, that I really enjoy when I think back on. I remember that game really well, too. Yeah, we went and sat in Bramlage for a little while during that. And my answer is not as good as that because it's not as obscure. Um, but I would say that 99 Iowa State game uh, where K-State was down 28-7 at halftime. We were a pretty bad Iowa State team in names. And I was losing my mind as a young, you know, young fan. And that, we were terrible. This is over. We're the worst team ever. And then they ran Adam Helm 65 straight times in the option and came back and won the game. So um, I'll go 99 Iowa State for an obscure one that I really enjoyed. I got a few that I like to that I feel like don't get mentioned very much. 
This one's just like totally random. 2009 Texas A&M where we beat them 66-14. I was at that game. I remember that too. That yeah. was just one of the most like enjoyable games. And we it just was got random because we got destroyed by we Tech. We just got murdered before. literally 66 to like, or it was like 65-14. Yeah. We got yeah. killed. And it was just like, I guess I'll go to this A&M game. I don't think I had tickets at the time, but I got tickets like back in our old section. Went to the game and we just were fire. We just murdered them. I love the uh, 2002 Iowa State destruction. Um, yep. Oh, yeah. Seneca Wallace. Yep. I feel like that game just kind of gets forgotten. It, yeah. I mean, it was a... I, I went off on that team forever. On the O2. We, That's going to go out. Yeah. We were... I, like, watched it recently. And I think, like, they were ahead of us in the Big 12 North standings at they the were. time. And it was yeah. like... That was a big game. We literally just destroyed them. And I love the, uh, two, the uh, Iowa State 2009, 24-23, the blocked extra point. That gets forgotten, at least in my mind. Oh, I was there. It was amazing. Are we talking strictly football here? No, it no. can be an obscure basketball, but, I mean, it's hard to remember. I really tried basketball. to think of basketball, too, but I couldn't. I, just I couldn't. This might not be. I think it's obscure because of the circumstances. Didn't what, Let's just go 2018 to Sweet 16 Kentucky. Your uh, shortest, your tallest player on the floor is shorter than their shortest player on the floor. I just but it's such a huge win. Do you know what obscure means? Yeah, but it's still obscure. <laughs> so it's that's still like obscure. Do that's you know like a, what the definition yeah, of obscure I'm, I'm is, little, Grant? <laughs> is that, it not obscure? If I said obscure, you, you're thinking that it's surprising or yeah. weird that they did it. Obscure just means one people don't yeah, think like, don't think about. Oh, it's probably like our biggest yeah. game in the last like. Five years. <laughs> Classic playing though. I would say I'd say basketball. Like I think the TCU uh, Big Twelve tournament victory is kind of an obscure, really exciting win. That was yeah. a good one. Um, yeah, that see. was fun. Washington State in Bramlage. Oh, yeah. back in the day when they had a uh, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. Yeah, that, that, that was, was a big win. Uh, you, you know, or Xavier. Like, yeah, the Xavier, the super. Or, you know, Not that free, one, but that same season yeah. we played them at home. Yeah, played them at home. You know, there, I believe there's like a big old ice warning, like only. Like eight thousand fans got there back when we were selling it out all the time. That was um, the da- the night that the beat, tunnel dance started, according yep, the, to the, uh, the game versus New Mexico State during Bob Huggins' year. Uh, we played them yes. a second time, beat them a second time in the turn. Tournament. We lost to them, I think, the first time. They had like J.R. Giddens. They did. They there. played them in the tournament in Vegas. Yeah. I was at that. That's yeah. a that's another obscure. Or like mm-hmm. beating UNLV in Vegas. You know, th- yep. there's some basketball obscurity for you. Um, so here's the next one. You're this obscure. Is, yeah. <laughs> honestly, that was the worst answer Flando has given. <laughs> I kind of almost re- for that almost let the, regret letting you talk. Let the bullying begin. <laughs> yeah, it's let's on. bully. It's on Flando. Yeah. Uh, so the next one. This is near and dear to my heart. Should there be a trophy for the Farmageddon game? And if so, what should it be? I mean, heck yeah, there should. I don't know. you got to have some sort of weird, like, you know, like combination of like a tornado and a wildcat, like the, the cat clone. A catnado? Something like that. Something just ridiculous, like that no one would ever want to claim for theirs. Um, yeah, yeah. I just want to say that I already have a trophy being designed right now. So I guess it's a yeah. It's uh, for sure. This is my idea for the trophy, and it's it's in the works. A little uh, graphic is coming out. You don't want to spoil it. Same dude that. Uh, so are did you going to tell us, our, or is uh, this going to be? Same dude that did our logo. My shout out to Colton Strathman. He's a loyal listener. Not even KC fan, but listens to every yeah. every episode. He's the one that did our 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 logo. I have a shirt. Here's what it is. It's going to be <laughs> Willie Wildcat versus uh, Cy the Cardinal, each wielding a sword. <laughs> Willie's crafted of wheat. And size of corn, and it's going to be like a Vader, Vader versus Luke type of thing. 
So he's gonna draw that's the name. We're gonna see what he's gonna like. I don't know yet. Woof. We got a fin- I didn't know we had to name it. We All the trophies have names. They do. It's true. Just <laughs> farmer, the farmer getting mm. trophy. The farmer. Let's go with a uh, chromed out corn stalk. Something that you can that has a point on it too. So whoever wins can go to the middle of the field and just stake it. Why corn though, man? Yeah. It should be a wheat stock or a combo stock. Let's go with corn stock. Wow. Because I, where are your loyalties? Yeah. Flando, so, back so, to back, no good. Mine. <laughs> yeah, that's actually <laughs> not even in the Big Twelve. You guys are just sorry. Take his mic away. Yeah. So mine, and I, I championed this uh, last year leading up to the game, and I'm going to champion it for the rest of my life, and hopefully I can one day get Gene Taylor's ear about this. But it is the battle for the golden pecan pie because this game has actually moved to the weekend after Thanksgiving, and I because pecan pie is the best pie. Anyone who likes pumpkin mork and – you know, you can just play in traffic. Uh, so I, th- I think that, and then what, what would be great is you have the trophy, and then the winner also, they get a chow down on a bunch of pies sponsored right. by Hy-Vee or Dylan's. Instead of or pouring, something. you know, champagne yeah. and smashing you just, pies in your face. Yeah, and, in, in the end yeah. zone. I mean, could you imagine, you know, the offensive line just going to town right. some pies? People throwing pies out from the crowd. Oh, yeah. So the battle for the pecan pie, I would say it hasn't tasted the sweet pie for a while. So uh, that's what it would be. The next one, another Play near traffic. and dear. Yeah. yeah. You like that Bosco one? Boys. You, you Bosco's <laughs> boys. If you don't like us playing traffic, <laughs> that's going to be on our next run of shirts. Yeah. Uh, if Sandstorm isn't going to come back, what song should take its place? Hmm. I'll take this because I agree with you, and I will give full credit to Scott here. Um, every time we touch... By Cascada. Incredible. <laughs> Amaz- and honestly, like, it would be, beat. like, ironically funny and good, but it would also be good at the same time. Like, it would be legitimately good, but it would also be ironically good. And also, if we're not going to do that, which we definitely won't, bring back Get Ready for This. It was perfect. Well, I mean, I can tell you why they won't. If they're not going to bring back Sandstorm. Any they're song they're going to play that has, <laughs> like, a bass drop is just going to get, it's going to get ruined. It doesn't even need a bass drop. Just go to the fill. And see Mr. Brightside by the Killers get played. I'm actually yeah. I'm a massive fan of that song. You know, it's a very solid song. You but, just play that. If but, you wanna if you wanna achieve the same thing as Sandstorm, you will get the same thing. Well, no, yes, you will get the same thing because during the <laughs> instrumental run to Mr. Brightside, it lends itself perfectly to the infamous chant. I've heard I've heard that in Aggieville. The chant actually <laughs> in Aggieville. But I think it's a great song. I love I love Rage Against the Machine an awful lot, you know, and I feel like that stuff's pretty hard and pretty exciting, but I don't know which song I'd pick from them. Um, I think the Bristol Brightside idea is really pretty solid, Flando. You came back strong on this question. You were ready. <laughs> Not a full redemption, but that was good. Yeah. Uh, the next one, there's always a ton of talk about what should be the next K-State head football coach and fo- or in, yeah, football, former players, all that talk. But what about basketball? What former K-State basketball player would you like to be the next head coach? What? That's the question? Yeah, if you could bring back uh, – no, I went rogue again. I like that question, though. Well, I thought you were going to take this one out, but it doesn't matter. I thought so I did. With that one. I thought you <laughs> well, did, too. Well, here's really the actual question. If you could bring one, min- one K-State basketball player to inject into this team, who would it be? be. But I like mine easy- better but because it's easy because if you don't say Michael Beasley, you're wrong. Yeah. 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 I mean, okay, you're taking so, Michael Beasley to play. Yeah, so your so question, I'll address your question. Um, I think Dana Altman, maybe? Or no, no, no. Uh, he played... Did he? Yeah. He didn't pl- I don't think he. No, played. I don't think he played. Yeah, that's why I just no. backed out immediately. No. Um, I guess. I guess I would go with um, Lonnie, Lon Kruger. Oh yeah. 
I was going to say Steve Henson, but, was, you know, Lon Kruger would probably be the best choice then. Yeah. I don't like Lon. Give me Shane Southwell. <laughs> Jacob Bowen. Just elevate Bring him, him back. Yeah. <laughs> now let's have Mike coach. <laughs> let's have Michael Beasley coach the team. I bet you he'd get a lot of recruits. Um, that would be the biggest mess of a team I've would. ever no, seen. I don't, I don't agree with you. I think it'd be elite. I mean, we would win every game. And this is and this is why. Uh, and here's the two questions along the same line. Go on the record. Your official prediction for the next football head coach, if you're willing. Yeah, Chris Kleiman, North Dakota State, and I feel somewhat confident in that. Oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say Jim Levitt. Yeah. I'm sitting Scott, on that I, take until I, I got a question that I added earlier. Uh, well, I, I thought of it earlier. Um, who is K-State's best ever cult hero? Ooh, I, I had a really unhealthy affection for Nino Williams when he played at K-State. You don't know if he's a cult hero, though, that other people like. I think there's an extremely obvious but, answer to this. But Nino Williams was big for me. It's got to be Adam Helm. I mentioned Adam Helm earlier I mean, on this show, you know. Down 28-7, yeah. comes hey, back. We used to have a friend who would refer to Adam Helm. Anytime the, the clock ended at 19, it would be for Helm. You know, or five or, I mean, so, Cody like, Cook has a decent shout. He had yeah. some pretty he, good highlights he, he that came year. So close to earning. God, if he would have won that game, holy crap! But he he came in in the West Virginia game later that year, and he just throws a bomb to uh, and Burton. won that game to keep bowl eligibility alive. I mean, I think he has a shout. I'm going Dominique Sutton. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> people. Okay. Yeah. People. I mean, that, yeah. that works. Um, so we, we, we went along uh, who the next football coach, who will be the next K-State basketball coach. I didn't do, put anything in it. This, this is mine. I think it is going to be Chris Lowry. If I was going to bet money, yeah, that's who I'd bet I on. think Bruce yeah. ends up having a I'd be good all five-year run. Yeah. I think he retires, and I think they'll hand it off to Chris Lowry. Swaggy. Get some swaggy in the university. I'm in in for that. All right, so that was the last of our real questions. We're going to wrap it up. I'm going to, you know, ask two quick questions to the KSO guys. What's in store for you guys for the rest of this offseason? We're about two months away from football season. What can we look forward to from your website and from your podcast from here until the beginning of football season? Um, As far as the website, like everyone would expect, you know, you're going to do a course of season preview, and we are, but we broke it out in about – I can't remember. I've written almost all of them, but, you know, 20 or 22 different pieces and um, trying to make them fun. So we're breaking out every opponent, but like you guys, uh, you know, where you're bringing on opposing fans or media to give you a good sense. We're talking about them very much in terms of K-State. I'm not trying to teach you about South Dakota, but how South Dakota matched up with K-State and then have some fun throughout those. Uh, position previews were, again, I don't just go to the general like, oh, here's back linebacker, but um, some looks at what they have, the future is, and then some random predictions for that. Uh, so I think it'll be really, really fun. We'll have Big 12 Media Days here July 16th. Um, K-State's Media Days early August. Um, and then as far as the show, we'll probably start phasing out of KSO Retro. We're going to do 03. We're going to do 06, you know, to kind of have fun with a Prince one. Oh, I and, feel like that's going to be a fun it's gonna show. It's going to be pretty good. And then we'll, we'll probably do one more. We were going to run all the way up until 2016 or 17. But I don't know, uh, honestly, if we have the time to, you know, the time to get them all in before then, that kind of you, stuff. You but, wet the beak and uh, you bring it back and finish exactly. it out next I think we, you we'll got to do one we, of 11. I would say you do 11. 
yeah, 11 or 12. Get Tannehill tan on. You know, one of those two. But I, a great I think, resource. Uh, but I do think you're right that we need something for next offseason, too. But we'll do one where we rank the seasons. And then, shoot, man, before you know it, it's July now. You know I mean? And not technically as we record this. But as you're listening to it, it is. And uh, we're, we're really close to being there. And Flando goes full time. Good job, Flando. Uh, congrats, Flando. You earned it despite, you know, not doing it. I'm kidding. I'm proud of you. You're a good-ass producer, obviously. Yeah. Better than me. Our grad school is completely done. I don't know. I don't know. There's a shot that could be more. Yeah. Just depends if guys are in town or not. And if you guys haven't listened to the grad school, those have been so much fun. One of my all-time favorite players, Thomas Gibson, my my guy who I think is underrated by KSA fans, and then the Martavius Irving one. Great insight. I laughed in he my car wonderful. driving to work. Him talking about Bruce Weber the first time he saw them doing the tunnel dance. And then, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. That, that's amazing. I can just see Bruce's. Face just like yeah, everyone knows the face yeah. yep. and just looking at him, but that, that was amazing. mouth open and a little bit, just like, a little bit, you know, yeah. hands out maybe. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, once we get into season, what can we expect from KSO on your guys's uh, you know free free podcast, but you know worth every penny on your subscription side as well? Um, I, I think the podcast will do a better job of having have people on something you guys have done a really good job on. You know, you mentioned Hannah Hill and. And you'll have more coming up. I don't know if you guys have talked about it or not. but So we'll be quiet about that. But, I mean, so that, I think that's something we'll do more of probably more often, too. I think we're going to get set to where we do them three a week. Um, you know, we have the time, so we might as well. Um, that'll be different. And then just as far as coverage, we'll have so much more much more time. Like Jeff Martin, is, like I've said on the board, is a better writer than I'll ever be. And, and there's, that's not just butter. That's true. But I, I think having, having a few of us, me and Flanders being full-time and here in town, um, We'll just do so much, so much more, um, and then try to get, uh, like we said at the start of the show, to do stuff that we think people want to read, not the stuff that we, you know, want to write. So, yeah. it'll be good. It'll be good. Grant, we uh, we talked about a little bit. Tell our listeners what to expect from Bosco's boys. Let's keep our the the big ace up our sleeve for keep a little bit. Uh, you know, you guys can speculate who that might be, but uh, tell, tease the people. What what do we got going on? Well, let's see. We've got the KSO crossover today. Greatest spot of all time. Of, it could be. Well, trying I, to think. Okay, so we the, the main thing that's going to eat up our time in the next few weeks is that we're going to get uh, either an opposing fan or opposing media, media member on to the podcast to talk for about approximately 20 minutes about their team and the upcoming season. We'll probably do that. With, we'll probably feature like three teams Sort of should be like four episodes. We'll do like South Dakota, South Dakota State, Mississippi State, UTSA, and that'll be one episode, about an, roughly an hour long. And then after that, we got a couple aces up our sleeve, and then we'll be right into the season. So yeah, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get uh, Kellis on the show. He uh, canceled on us, mm. uh, so we don't uh, need to put him back uh, in the doghouse. Yeah, it's we're fine. not going to put him back in the doghouse. <laughs> still love it. Would, it would be a shame if everyone started tweeting about you know how he wears socks with sandals again. It, it would just be a shame if that. Don't do it. Uh, don't do it, folks. Uh, but, you know, we'll do that. I think I think it's okay to say that we will have another preview episode with Travis Tannehill to preview the football season. But And then, Grant, what do we hope to deliver to the Boneheads during football season? Um, basically, as far as I know, we're going to do probably a preview pod. I don't know, probably it's going to come out like midweek and then... We're going to go to the game, watch the game. Hopefully we're going to talk about how we won every single game and we're 
on our way to a ring right. um, at the end of the season. So probably like a preview pod midweek and then a review pod on, Sunday. on Sundays. So roughly two episodes a week. We'll Hopefully, see. Uh, we'll, we'll try our best. You know, uh, unlike these guys, covering K State isn't all we do. This is the uh, only thing I really <laughs> am passionate about, though. It seems it's all you care about. Though. Uh, you're saving. You're saving lives every day. Don't don't sell yourself short. So that's all we had. Um, we can go around the uh, room one more time. Tell everyone where they can find you. Give us Twitter handles. Oh, give yeah. us Pinterest pages. Give us your website. MySpace is what I'm pretty big on. Yes. Uh, what, just plug, just your, plug, plug yourself. Your uh, one more time, and then uh, we'll wrap this up. You go first, Flando. Yeah, People Flando goes yeah. first. Yeah. Soon to be full time employee, yeah. Flando. Uh, uh, um, so yeah, at Grant Flanders, <laughs> no spaces, no nothing. Grant That'd be Flanders. nice to have a name that you just put your name on the Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah that would be nice. nice. Yeah, Grant yeah. Flanders on Facebook, and then if you want to follow me on Instagram, not there that much. G underscore H underscore F. All right, Hunter, middle name, right? Yeah, masculine uh, middle name. It is good. Uh, it's, it's Matt at on Twitter uh, at Matthew right. underscore D underscore Hall on Twitter, and uh, I'll probably just ramble for a second about these guys. I, ho- I hope you know, people who've listened to this again, if it's the first time, take the time to listen to these guys. You know, going forward, and I think another unique thing about them that you'll hear on their pods going forward too. Mess around with them on Twitter too. Like they will interact with you. They will reference your stuff. Don't take it super super serious because they'll joke with you. Um, but it's, it's going to be nice for you guys to have another source to listen to stuff about K-State sports this season. Um, and that it can be not so – their knowledge is serious, but the content doesn't always have to be. I mean, so you can, you can mess around with that and have fun with them because um, there's a lot of people out there that know stuff about K-State sports and can entertain you, and these guys are two of them. So do that for sure. Grant? That's, their, that's, that's what they're waiting for. I, yeah, that, that's the money, that's yeah, the money shot, it, yeah. as the people in the biz like to say. Well, yeah, I was going to say, do you guys have any questions for us? That's a little throwback to, like, not a throwback, but it's like a call to this. The most popular stupid podcast in the world that I don't like, but... Um, <laughs> oh, I, I didn't get it now, dude, yeah. What was I gonna say? I forgot. I don't know. You just Matt, plug yourself. Matt is totally just like. I'm sorry. He's just making us blush. Just shattered the world. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Yeah, we. Thanks for all the the kind words, and we do this because it's fun, and we did it because like, we joked about getting up, starting a podcast for like the longest time, and one day I just finally was like, well, I registered us, so we have a podcast now. We have to start it, but. We're we're like I feel like we're the only two guys that really have podcasts. So, yeah, I people, mean, they're, start they're, some more podcasts. I'd love to yeah, listen to them. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> start them up. Start let's some more go. podcasts. Yeah, we're not, there's room for everyone. I would love to have listen to some more, but yeah, uh, right. I appreciate all your listens. I'm at Scott Wildcat on Twitter. We interact with everyone. Follow at Bosco's Boys, all one word, on Twitter. Um, I, I'm on the KSO boards. I my persona does not match up, so I, I might talk to you off air to, to see if I can uh, change my name. Oh, we could absolutely do that. Heck uh, yeah. The, the, the yeah. one problem is, and spoiler alert, I might I might have played dumb a couple times about Bosco's voice <laughs> to get it on there. Uh, so that might God has a burner for, account. For, yeah. yeah, it's not a burner account. Yeah. Um, actually, it, it might be a little bit. If people added <laughs> readers on it, it, that might give away who I might be. Yeah. Uh, boo! I'm a ghost. Um, uh, yeah, dropping knowledge. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, 
Uh, I think that's all we got. We love you guys. Thank you, everyone, who has taken time to listen to this. This is a marathon pod, but we had so much fun yeah. doing this. If you guys have even a quarter amount as much fun listening to this, we'd appreciate it. Subscribe to Bosco's Boys on iTunes. We're going to be on Spotify soon. Subscribe to KSO Show. Give their website a try. They're running a special right now, I believe. Uh, five week trial? Yeah, it was. They wrapped it up. Oh, you know how never it is. Mind. But, I mean, it. but I mean, hey, if you write me an email and say you want something, I'd probably, you know, probably write you back. But no, I mean, uh, we'd love to have you on there for sure. Perfect. Um, uh, at Grant underscore KSU on Twitter and he on needs the boards. Followers. I need followers. I'm on like my fourth account. I've been banned so many times. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I've straightened it out. Yeah. I've turned it around. I'm a better guy now. <laughs> I've got an image to uphold at least a little bit. Of course. Um, now, yeah. Celebrity so. stuff, man. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. But uh, right. hey, uh, Matt, you mind saying uh, meet me at the cat head? Meet me at the cat head. Yeah, love you guys. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.